Blog Talk Radio. Hello and good evening. Welcome to Ladies Night Paintball Radio. Tonight is Sunday, June 10th, and we are doing Ladies Night Paintball Radio coast to coast. So we would like to welcome you and thank everybody for joining us. I um, hope that everybody has had a wonderful week, and if you were out playing football this weekend, that you had an amazing time and that you're going to call in and tell us all about it. So um, we have a new segment that we're going to try tonight with Pocket, who has been on the show before. We want to start getting some of our youth more involved. And Lacey, a.k.a. Pocket from Fox's Den, Illinois, has been um, very excited and eager to be helping out with all things Ladies Night Paintball Radio. So she was doing some plugs last week for an upcoming game, which I can't wait to hear about. And um, we're going to let her kind of do some segments each week where she will be, well, doing plugs. So if you have a product or if you have a paintball field or you have a team and you want everybody to know about it, then um, let us know and we will make sure to get you on uh I guess plugs with pockets, pockets plugs. I don't know. We're going to come up with a cute name for it. Um, Some other things going on. We're going to talk about the D-Day game in Canada, which unfortunately I was not able to go to. Um, We're going to talk about Red V Blue that happened in North Carolina. We're going to hear about uh, the new Legacy Adventure Park in Illinois. We are going to hear about a game that happened in Florida. So we're really going, a MAGFED game in California. So, I mean, we're really going to be talking about games that happened coast to coast, north, south, east, west tonight. Um, And we're going to talk about some other topics that are coming up, including possibly some new paintballs that are out. So as we get our evening started, I believe that I see Sharon here on the line. Sharon, is that you? Sure is. How are you tonight? Oh, doing pretty good. We literally just pulled in from leaving Legacy. Awesome. How many of you are together right now? At this very second, there's only three of us here. The rest of them had to run out and grab something quick. But once they're all back, there will be eight or nine of us. Awesome. I can't wait to hear all about it. We actually invited the owners of Legacy Paintball Park to join us tonight because I want to hear from them as well as from the players about what their experience was. So we've got a lot of people calling in tonight for some exciting stuff. So keep those kiddos nearby. I can't wait to hear all about it. Um, Area code 724, who's this? Area code 724, are you there? Okay, area code 724, if you uh, take us off mute, we will be here waiting for you. So, area code 321, who's this? This is Marty from Hogwild down in Florida. How are you doing, Feline? 
I'm great. How are you? I thought that seven two four might be you. <laughs> no, we're three two one, like three two one blast off because we have Space Coast here. Um, well, I like that three two one blast off. I'd never thought of it that way. Being over there on the <laughs> Space Coast, which for those of you that don't know what the Space Coast is, that is the east coast of Florida, directly east of the Orlando area where the Space Center is. So um, I am having technical difficulties in my phone. If anybody's having trouble hearing me, let me know. I'm having trouble maybe with some power, so I'm going to try to get that fixed in a minute. But Marty, hi. Um, I'm so glad that you called in. For those of you that don't know Marty, Marty was my XO when we played Jurassic Park. Marty is just an all-around badass woman. She's um, mom. <laughs> she plays Uh, She also does horseback riding archery, okay? So she shoots bows off of moving horses at targets very accurately. So she's not somebody you probably want to mess with too much. Um, It helps my snapshots. (laughs) (laughs) So um, if you'll tell everybody about your paintball team and about the park and the game that you all had this weekend because I saw lots of pictures of my local friends there, so... Well, we had a game this weekend called Tales from the Kingdom of Fife, and that's down at Hogwild Paintball in Grant, Florida. And we had pretty good turnout, but it was a high fantasy style game based on a metal album. (laughs) So it's kind of a concept game. And it was a little bit different from what you might normally encounter because we wanted to make everyone feel like they were part of the game and they were part of the theme of the game. So, for example, instead of having medics, we had healing potions, which were little vials of glitter and red sand. And if someone was injured, you would throw the glitter potion on them and boom, they are healed. I love it. And, and yeah, it was a great game. Everyone was very helpful and we had a really good time. Um, our park and our team Hogwild, we're based out of Grant, Florida mostly we do scenario ball we do have a speedball team that's getting started there as well and it's a tighter field than a lot of the big scenario fields so it plays more like a giant speedball field and it's a little bit different and I And I did something very different this game. Um, I went a little bit old school, and we had timed reinsertions. And it was a little awkward at first because there was a bit of a learning curve because people were thinking. So with timed reinsertions, there are reinsertions every 20 minutes. So like at 1 o'clock between 1 and 1.10, you can go back on the field. If you get shot out at... 111, you might have to wait as long as nine minutes. But if you get shot out at, you know, 119, you only wait one minute until you reinsert. But it's so hot here this summer, and you know how muggy it is down here. It was really good to have people get off the field and have a chance to get water and take a break, get back on the field. And by the time lunchtime worked around, they really appreciated the break. They were a little impatient at first and like, what are we doing? And 
then they really appreciated the break and got the hang of it and started timing their missions so they would be off the field for a shorter amount of time. So I played with a timed insertion like that for the first time at Living Legends in Michigan. And I have mm-hmm. to tell you, I was a little bit confused at first. It definitely there is a lot of curve. Yeah, I mean, I came off the field and I'm ready to go back out there, and they're like, "No, you can't go." And I'm standing there looking at all these other people, and I'm like, "Let's go!" And they're like, "No, we have to wait until whatever time it was." And it was mind-boggling at first, but it made sense once we built it into our um, the schedule for the day, as you said. Once people actually started to realize that they could, you know, time their missions around it and know what time to be back on the field and all. And it was also helpful knowing that you couldn't go back on the field if you were um, filled out because, I mean, you had to just wait for your reinsertion. So it was kind of a forced break. We could go get air. We could go get paint or whatever we needed to do. So I like it. How did and the players also, react? At first they were a little impatient, but afterwards they got the hang of it. And you get a big, a better group of players so instead of having players kind of trickling back onto the field, especially if there's a big offensive happening and people are dying off, instead of coming back one at a time, then suddenly you can go in there and you've got ten players coming in. And that really changes the pace of the game. And it mm-hmm. helps keep things moving back and forth. So there was a lot of it, you know, they went almost to one base, almost to the other base all day. And we had some other, we had a duel in a mirrored cave, and that was a lot of fun. Um, It was originally supposed to be a paintball gun duel with six balls, but we had some lightsabers, and the players really want, the generals really wanted to duel with lightsabers, and we had short bus come out to ref with us with short bus heroes and they were amazing. And he would, you know, we judged it like we would a fencing competition since we have a little bit of experience with that too. So we did best three points out of five and that was a lot of fun as well. That is awesome. Um, I know so much about what <laughs> I can't wait for pictures. Awesome. Number one, short bus heroes. Um, we will give a special shout out to all of our refs. But for those of you that don't know the short bus heroes, I actually was trying to. I was just talking about them last week with Nate Geinger in um, North Carolina because I said we need to get these guys up there. The short bus heroes are short buses crew of refs. They are a professional ref team out of Florida. Uh, short bus is Roderick Mitchell. And he and his crew ref not only tournament events, but they also ref various scenario ball events in different states. And if you are looking for a professional ref crew and you aren't sure who to turn to, you definitely need to be talking to Roderick Mitchell and the Short Bus Heroes because they are awesome. Awesome. So... I think um, professional I'm, ref crews like that is are the, going to be the future of paintball. I think it's a wonderful idea, and he's executing it so well. And I think mm-hmm. it is going to be kind of a thing. I think it's gonna, you're going to get away from teams, and you're going to get professional ref groups like that. 
I think it's a good example of what you can do as a referee, and it changed our whole game. It really did. I couldn't be more appreciative of the job they did. Certainly. Last week when we got real with the road dogs, we were talking about refs and how refs can either make or break a game. So when you have a professional crew who just needs to learn the field, it definitely makes a difference. Well, I love hearing about the other activities that you all had out there, Marty. I have to ask, how many women came out to play? Uh, well, we did have Brooke Suzgetti was our general, mm-hmm. and this was her first time generaling, and she actually ended up winning the game, and she did a wonderful job as a first-time general. Everyone at first wondered, why is she running around without her gun? But she was focused on missions. And she was just right on it. She found an objective and went for it, whether and led her team. We had missions and quests. So missions are something that the whole team can do, and quests must be general-led because we wanted to have the experience of having a hero go through a long change and a long chain of quests. And how they completed the quest during the game affected how the final battle laid out. For example, we had a barrier in the final battle and all through the game into the back of the base. And that was the secret tunnel of the dwarfs. And when he got the magical hammer of glory, he was able to go through the tunnel. But without that hammer, he would have had to do a frontal attack on the base. So by making choices, and he had to give up his healer in order to get the hammer. So he had to make a pretty big choice about whether you're going to keep a healer who can heal even without potions or have the opportunity to backdoor someone in the final battle. And the same thing with Brooke's decisions. She had choices to make and which things to trade and there were a band of roving mercenary knights that she could hire, and she used them perfectly. <laughs> and we so, also had, I would say we had the Tropical Storm, the kids' team out of Hurricane Paintball Park. They were out there, and there were a number of girls on their team, and we had another girl from Retribution. So I would say we probably had six or seven. That's a pretty good turnout. And it sounds like they were representing multiple teams, which I like. I mean, I like to see. Yes, and they were on both sides. In the sport. This was one of the most unified games I've been to. Did Grimm make it out to the game? No, he's been sick. So we were look, really looking forward to see him. He had mentioned he was going to go to the game and I was going to try to get out there, but nothing about this weekend turned out the way that I thought it was going to. So um, here we are. But I saw pictures. I saw pictures um, of Jenny at the game, Jenny Gilray. So yes, she was like at the game representing the Swamp Monkeys. So... Um, I have to tell you, the game that you're talking about makes me think of the magic card game that my son was trying to teach me this morning. You know, we it's a representation of good versus evil. 
Also, um, the band who wrote the album that we based the game on has another album that takes place 600 years in the future, and we're going to be running that game next year as a sequel. I will have to add it to it. I hadn't seen much about this game, and then all of a sudden, and it was probably there, and I just wasn't looking at it, and then all of a sudden, Brim was asking me, hey, you're going, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to make it. So we were just talking about it on Friday. Um, We will have have a sequel coming up next year. And that one will be Apocalypse. About all of your games, because I know you have other games coming up, including Jurassic Park, where you are going to be a general, correct? Yes, I'll be generaling Jurassic Park next March at Battlefield Orlando. And I'm going to be representing the side of the carnivores. <laughs> well, we will Which work on getting something swapped down. But, Marty, I would appreciate if you call us back and make sure that you're posting um, your games and stuff on our page so that people know about it. Because just this week, we broke 5,000 people for our reach, which was pretty exciting for us. So, Congratulations. let us know we yeah, thank you. That was pretty big news for us, and I'm very excited and grateful for it. So not sure what's going on with Facebook Live. I'm trying to do the two at the same time. But let us know because I want to support all of the things that you're doing. I absolutely love what you do. I really appreciate that, and I love the show, and I love the way you're supporting all of us. Thank you. It is my pleasure to do it. And um, it's been a lot of fun. I can't believe we are already more than six months. So we are on our, I think this was the 28th or 29th episode. So when I think back and look at all of that, it seems unreal at times. But it's also unreal to me that we're talking about our game calendar for 2019. So (laughs) I guess that that's how things go in the paintball world. Time flies when you're Well, I had a great time. I've been making foam weapons for two weeks, so I've been having a great time. <laughs> well, that's just it. So I don't think that people really consider the amount of time that goes into the preparation for a game, especially for a themed game. I think that people just assume, you know, we put the information out and the game producers show up that day. But, I mean, ta- these props that you were making, you said you spent weeks doing them. I know that for Minions, it took weeks. I know that Axis and Allies, they were painting props and preparing stuff. So, I mean, let's talk about that for a second so that people can understand exactly what goes into the game from the other side. I think that players just show up and, like, poof, magically everything is there. Kind of like when you go to a restaurant. I don't think people think about the whole process. That a restaurant that maybe doesn't start seating till lunch, there were probably people there since six o'clock in the morning, maybe even earlier. So, um, tell us about some of these things that you made. Well, one of the things that I'm really happy with um, all of our player cards for this game, believe it or not, were unique. So, every player card had a different character's picture on it 
for example, there would be an orc warrior if you're on that side or an elf archer or a human warrior with a picture of a human warrior and each one was different. And I'm really happy with how they came out. <laughs> so kind of collectible player cards, I suppose. This is what happens so, when uh, artists spend a lot of time. <laughs> so how many players did you all have? Um, it was a very small game because we have a pretty small field. Um, we were around 55 or 60 players. And we had, I maxed the game out at 100 because I want to keep it a little bit smaller and more intimate so it doesn't get overwhelmed. And it's not just, when you're planning a game, it's hard to figure out how to make things not a meat grinder. And you have to worry about the pace of the game. So when you're planning your missions, you need to worry about, so that means this team is going to go to the west side of the field. And do we want to send team B over to fight them? Or do we want to send them far to the east side of the field and have them Mm -hmm. do something independently. We have costume characters that they were interacting with, and they could get gold for answering a riddle, like you'd find in Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. So that means that I have to find 50 riddles, just in case we have that many people. (laughs) I suck at you having 100 individual player cards. Yeah. Well, I do a lot of graphic design, so I I can just lay them out, and I make a lot of these props myself. So as I'm laying, I do all the layouts on the computer and then do all the laminating and everything. So we're actually working on the game for months, building things, coming up with artwork. It's not just writing missions and sending it out there. We're recruiting characters, volunteers, because you can hire refs and you can hire actors, but you can't really hire actors to go on the paintball field. You have to find someone who's who's willing and wants to go out there. Going to get shot. We had a princess getting kidnapped at the beginning who you rescue at the end. And our dark sorceress defended her dungeon and the princess did not get captured. So you have to worry about moving the players around and you have to worry about not just keeping the teams even, but keeping the battle even. So you're moving them on one side of the field while at the same time, I'm trying to have generals go around to the other side of the field and then make the decision on whether I want the generals to just be able to take their time and search for an object or talk to another character, or if I want the generals to have to wander through a firefight and really work for it. We actually had Brooke taking one of the beholders, and she has to take it. We had a beholder. It was a large ball with eyeballs all over it. (laughs) And she had to take that through a firefight, and the thing is at least 26 inches wide. So it's not just making the props and keeping the themes and, you know, our missions even were printed out on parchment-looking paper. I like to laminate missions because players sweat, especially here. 
and I go to a lot of games where I get a mission, and by the time I turn it in, it's nothing but a half a piece of damp paper with nothing you can read on it at all. So, so true. the missions are laminated, and then to keep with the theme of the game, sealed with wax. <laughs> so I have to tell you that one of the reasons I'm so floored by everything you're saying is I was at a game a couple weeks ago, and they didn't give out player cards. And so you're talking about making 100 individual player cards personalized for each player and all of these things. I mean, everything that you're talking about as a just it must be were like all of the misses from that game. Um, I got handwritten missions, like with a regular pen, not thinking, well, that's going to be kind of inefficient in a little bit. And so I just love the finishing touches. It's little details that real I think really make the game. Um, we even had the sorceress. We have a space with a large flagpole, and we have all these buildings around it, and that was our henge. So, you know, there's dark sorcery happening in the henge, and so you have to get props that they can take over, and where do you hide the props? Props are a big problem as a producer, because you have to worry about getting them on the field without the players seeing you. Where you're going to put them, what happens when the wrong team gets them, can they be stolen, are they going to be able, if they get into the base, do they get to take all the props with them, do they get to take props off the field at lunch so no one can steal them, do they get to just take props off the field, period. And there's a lot to deal with there, some games have, you know, this is a prop, don't touch it. Other games say, hey, it's fair game, and just let them fight over it. I don't know how you normally deal with that in games. Have you had a lot of different experiences with that? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, there was a game recently where part of the rules said, it was in the rules that all of the props had to stay on the field, but there were no rules about stealing the props if they weren't on the field because they were supposed to be on the field. So we may have sent somebody directly into the staging camp they had off the field to pick up the props and run back with them. Um, I have had people from the opposite side, those steal props of mine before the game even started. Like they gave us props to the game and we needed certain items in order, like for instance, fuel in order to start our helicopter or our tank. And before the game started, somebody took my fuel from me. So I've, I there's I play the gray area of paintball. I love the gray area of scenario paintball. So something isn't that's what makes scenario paintball exciting, <laughs> right? So I mean, I guess as a producer, it might be difficult to say no, you can't do these things, or you've got to be careful what rules you're putting in there. Because I know when the game rules come out, that I have a team that I sit down with and we start going through it, just trying to find all the gray that we can find. And it's not only you know, working with the rules and you write something and it seems so clear to you and the players interpret it completely differently and then or the refs play it and interpret it completely differently. So you've got to get Mm -hmm. the refs on the same page and understanding exactly what the mission entails when it seems so obvious to you. But Everyone reads things mm-hmm. differently. And I'm like, I never, 
you find people and you never expect them to have such a different interpretation of the rules, but you have to allow it. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, um, we that's have how mostly. Another thing that oh, I deal with a lot is I like to have non-player characters, you know, who aren't players in the game. So these are costume characters. And it's not really a third faction. I know a lot of third factions can be tricky. Um, but as I try to have my third faction be a character, sometimes they go off on their own and they decide that they want to do something or they decide this is their job. Um, I always have costume characters on the field. If you're selling an object and it's supposed to cost $5, my characters always come back and they're like, I got them to pay $35 for it. And it really throws off the whole economy of the game because you may be selling props that require money that they find and they're buying those props, but then they won't have enough money to do something that comes later that's a really important mission that leads to the final battle. Yeah, I mean, people are loving everything you're saying. On our Facebook Live, just so you know, you're getting tons of comments. Things like lots of work to put on Scenario Game, absolutely, but that they would love to be a character in one of these plots, how little items go a long way, that we were at a game where all they did was give us one of the paper bracelets that most places use just to show your admission. And there were a lot of players who were upset about that. And, you know, it does take time to put these things together, but, you know, players are spending a lot of money coming out. And I didn't even realize how big player cards were until I've seen some of my friends' collections. I mean, I go to events and I've got cards strewn everywhere. People ask me for them. I give them to them for their scrapbooks or whatnot. And then my friends who have every single game they've ever been to a card for it on one ring. So it, it's the little things that really seem to get people. And I think of the cards as souvenirs. Um, I also think of the maps as souvenirs. Drawing the maps for me, that also takes weeks. I, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I don't know if you saw the map for this game, but it's a traditional fantasy map that you'd find at the beginning of any fantasy novel. There's mountains in the top. You know, I made our off-the-field and waiting area into an ocean. So then you're coming across, because this is based on the album, it actually all takes place in Scotland. So you're coming up and you've got to find the river and naming all of these things. I've been to places where you have just a circle drawn and it's like the whatever this building is. It's not even a building, it's just an area. And then another circle, you know, on a half sheet of paper but I really like to have every building represented. I start with a satellite image and then I draw my theme map of that and try to highlight the important buildings. But I always try to have the map with a theme. I think that's really important and I love to do full color maps. Well, there are a lot of people who are on here going nuts about you, Marty. So we're going to have to make sure that we get your information out there because people might uh try to pick you up as a producer or even a, um, <laughs> an assistant to their game. 
And like I said, I have been Thank pushing you. for the short bus heroes to go everywhere. I mean, people are loving what you're saying, saying yes. And somebody saying, Sharon, my co-host, is saying that her kid is over there flipping, saying she wants to go to the game. And I'm going, well, she can go next year to the game, not this year, because it was today. But that's what it takes to grow a game sometimes is you have a big game or a small game, as the case may be, and you just need to um, – once people talk about it, then people want to go to it. They're like, oh, man, I really missed a great event. So I want to and apologize to everybody. You don't need to spend a lot. Oh, sorry. No, we're having trouble with Facebook Live, and it keeps on ending. So I just want anybody who's listening who is also on Facebook Live, we will hop back on there. I'm not sure what the problem is. It could be my computer because this is two weeks in a row that we're having the same issue. But – um, we are going to work through it. So thanks to everybody who is streaming on Facebook for your patience. But, Marty, you were saying it doesn't cost a lot or it doesn't have to cost you a lot? You don't need to spend a lot of money to have a theme game. There are so many small things that you can do. You know, a little bit of wax and a seal and a home laminator and, suddenly you've got something that really you've got to break the seal open and it makes it feel like you're doing something. And, you know, the the healing potions are just small things you assemble and they don't have to cost a lot, but they give a lot of feel to the game and it's good to make the players feel like they're involved with the theme of the game. They're not just out there playing kill them all paintball. They're part of something. I agree. Being a part of it and having a theme, people have missions, they know what they're going for, and yes, they can be a part of something. I mean, the kids here are going nuts over the glitter part at the end. Um, I I just like the idea that people can belong to something. And when the missions make sense um, <laughs> and you can see where the theme is going with them, it gives people an opportunity to kind of buy into the game a little more, like you said, than just going out there and shooting for the sake of shooting. So um, we have some mixed comments on misleading props. What are, what's your opinion on misleading props out there on the field? It's really funny you should ask that. Um, between our third faction and sometimes we have people that wander the field. So today, for example, um, we made some extra costumes for some of our volunteers and our field owner had this beautiful necklace that matched the Knight's crosses. And he comes in and he goes, I'm going to sell that necklace today. And that necklace is not a prop I made. It doesn't do anything. And over the course of the day, this thing, which is not a prop, not a part of the game, gives you nothing at all. That necklace was sold to one team, traded for a very valuable prop to another team, sold to the third faction, and then the third faction decided there must be something special if you get more of these necklaces which didn't, there were only three, and they had this idea that if they got four, something amazing would happen. And this is a prop that isn't mine and took on an entire life of its own. That can be difficult well, to deal with. 
So let me back up a little bit because Ken Gilder, who is one of the original photographers of paintball, he once told me that if you can make the other team believe it's part of the game, it's part of the game. And he gave me a prop to incorporate into the game, but it was a mission card. And he said, make sure you get this to the other side and that they tell their general that whatever, you know, he has to get involved with it. Okay. Did you know it was fake when you delivered it? Yes. He gave me a whole speech about if you can convince the the other side that it's part of the game, then it's part of the game. And he said, why not throw them off on a fake mission so that your side can move ahead? And I was like, oh, okay, why not? It's all in good fun, right? So that was at Dreaded Legends two years ago. But I was at a game a couple weeks ago, and the field had old props out there, big, heavy props. And there was no list of what the props were before the game. So it looked like the other props. And so we stopped gameplay to bring props back. I actually left an area that I was defending in order to bring this prop back to the base just to get – and I showed it to three refs who helped me get off the field uh, because I didn't know my way out. And – I am now off the field. Let's say it took 20 minutes total time, but I left the field with this prop and it was not part of the game. So the game producer, because he realized um, how upset we were about what happened as a result of this, they went ahead and gave us some points for it. But at the same time, I think that the rest should know. I mean, I played a game in North Carolina at, was it Paintball Central? Is that where Axis the Allies guys were? Um, was guys and Ben Painter and Flip Wilson had I think it was just Ben maybe who had made the props but they made these props and they were posting them there were pictures of them so we were able to when we sent people out on missions looking for props we could send them a screenshot and say this is what you're supposed to be looking for because there were some props from previous games that were out there that the field owner didn't even know you know were out there that had been moved or whatever from another game but we were able to check back and say okay this is what we're dealing with and so that was really helpful um, and yeah, I mean, here we've got somebody commenting, Mark carried that big box back. You know, we had somebody who literally went into heat exhaustion, dragging back a giant box. Um, when I saw the way that he was lugging it, I tried to pick up half of it and it was heavy even for two of us to carry. And it wasn't even part of the game. So, um, well, you sometimes know, you they, just want to decorate the field too. And you run the risk of going, you know, is this just decoration and a theme or is it a prop? Especially on a Christmas game where I have ornaments hanging and I have tinsel all over. And sometimes there are missions to decorate or to undecorate in a Santa versus Grinch game as there would be. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're just decorations. And, yeah. you know... The teams convince themselves if they take down all the gold balls, they'll get a bunch of points. And they were just decorations. Is there a good way to communicate that to the players on a player's side? I think so. I think that if you know what your props are in advance, you can take a picture and post them on the website, and or you can along with your map, maybe put a list of these or what the props are, or maybe even on the mission card itself, put a picture of what we're looking for 
it's difficult enough to be out there, especially with foggy masks and all the people and the adrenaline, and it's hard enough to see, you know, you've got splatter and whatnot. I think that when you're looking for specific items, that if there's a way to identify it for the players to know exactly what they're looking for. Because, I mean, I've seen extra, like, balls or eggs or something out on a field that I knew were part of a previous game. As a matter of fact, when I played low country paintball um, earlier this year, I found some props that were left over from the December game. But these were tiny items. So picking up a, you know, ball that goes in a ball pit is a lot different than bringing back a 40 or 60 or an 80-pound crate. And or so the Ark I of the Covenant. Exactly. You know, if somebody is going to be bringing back a big item, uh, we should know what they are. Uh, and not just because of the time wasted, but, you know, we want to be respectful to the players who are out there of also their bodies. Um, you know, I don't know if yes, it's a cruel streak I have as a producer, but sometimes I like to take a large, bulky, unwieldy, or heavy item and make the players trek it all the way across the field while I send. Oh my God. That's also why you move the missions. So as they're trekking across the field, you can move the other team so they find them, and it makes it very difficult. But you have to reward that. So the amount of difficulty you get on a mission, you really need to award it with points or something that changes later in the game. Um, As far as props go, I like a prop to start a mission. You find this and go, hey, what do I do with it? And there's a mission attached to it. Sometimes, literally, I attach the mission to the prop. And that makes it a lot easier for people to understand. They pick it up and go, what is this? And it's got a label on it. Yeah, I mean, if it has a label on it, then I um, like it. I, I just, I, I really got a bad taste in my mouth last week um, with the kind of useless props that were really heavy. Again, if it's something small, you're just kind of throwing somebody off, that's one thing, but the field didn't even know about it. But I will go ahead and give the field credit that when people complained about what was going on, that they started to give credit for those props that we found. So they did what they could to make it better. Um, so I'm definitely going to give them credit for that. So, Marty, I am loving, loving, loving everything that you are saying, and I hope that you will come back on and talk with us tons and tons more. And, I, you know, I haven't played Hogwild, so I'm going to have to make it for out to that field. Um, yeah, I might bring my sign up next week. We'll see. We are, oh my gosh, I'm looking at all the messages. We are having such technical difficulties. I am so sorry to everybody who is trying to watch us on Facebook Live. Um, But thank you to everyone. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I love having you on. I want to hear about everything that you're doing. I love it. And I want to come out and watch you do your archery. Actually, because this was a fantasy-themed game, and I actually put a mission out on the Facebook event page. So whichever team had the best costumes started the game with a bunch of gold. And that gave them a little bit of head start. And it's a mission that they knew about a week ahead of time to prepare for. So I also went in costume, and since I was spending all my time 
giving all the costumes and props to the other characters and making sure the generals had costumes so everything kind of fit together. I dressed as a horse archer because that's kind of what I wear every other day. (laughs) But it still fits with the fantasy theme. So what were some of these other costumes? I mean, I know we can see pictures to them, and I would love if you posted any photos that come up of it on our website, but um, what were some of the other costumes you had? Nikki, um, well, the Clan McFife, Angus McFife of the Clan McFife, the Prince of Dundee, um, obviously he had many people wearing kilts. He had plaid sashes for his squad close by to wear because when he when you're running the quest as a general you know you end up having kind of a king's guard or a personal guard running with you and they were identified by their plaid sashes so they all looked great together and nikki sanserio she wore her kilt and her scottish outfit and she even had a stubbly beard and it was beautiful And on the other side, we had the dark sorcerers. So we had a lot of wizards, and we had quest givers with long staves. We had the giant swords, so those are always fun to rock around with. And maybe bonk someone, but that's not part of the game. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have to worry about, if I make that sword too heavy, are they actually going to hit someone with it? So you have to worry about what the players are going to do once they get the props. Um, yeah, I mean, what happens once they do? So Hijinks ensue. <laughs> so, yeah, lots of hijinks. But I like the hijinks. I think that that's why a lot of scenario players get into scenario play is for the hijinks. So... Um, Marty, tell me, will you please come back another week and join us and tell us more and more? I would be delighted. Okay. And have well, you I'd ever love it seen a scenario without a fake yeah. helicopter mission? I just have to leave that out there. Everyone tries without to do a fake a- helicopter mission, don't they? In every scenario I've ever been to, someone <laughs> is there with a pole and ropes and go, no, we're a helicopter mission, I swear. <laughs> I mean, I've maybe Thank taken advantage of a helicopter time or two. I can't wait to have uh-huh. you back. Thank you again, Marty. And thank you for all you're doing delighted. for growing the sport, especially for women. Thank you for representing and supporting us. That makes it oh, so much easier. That's right. We've got to thank stick you. together. So, Okay. Uh, thanks, Marty. You're welcome to stay on with us. We are actually going to be talking about a couple more games that happened this weekend. Up next, we are going to be talking with Josh Martin, Stake Man, who is coming to us live from North Carolina, where he played in the Red v. Blue game this weekend. Josh, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, welcome. Hey, how are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's awesome to have you on the show again. Um, For those of you that don't know who Josh Martin is, he is the stake man, uh, plays for Team Star out of North Carolina, 
and he also plays on the Road Dog, and um, he has a podcast, Hard in the Paint Podcast. So we've done some collaboration work with him. So if you haven't checked out the Hard in the Paint podcast yet, make sure that you find his page and give him a like and check him out. You can subscribe to him on iTunes and Spotify. So tell me about the game this weekend. Tell us about the commanders, the game itself. What was the theme? Um, Well, red versus blue. um, Let me first start uh, by saying the commanders were – uh, Mike Johnson from Full Scenario Paintball um, on the red side and uh, Ryan Ziegler on the blue side from Team Nomads. Um, the game was straight out old school paintball. No missions, no props, no hikes in the hill, nothing to drag across the field. It was basically three mobile control points, basically flags, whatever color was up, you were getting points for. Um, so just straight gun battles the whole time. The gameplay was probably some of the best paintball I've ever played. Um, it, it was phenomenal. The way Tyler Benfield ran it and produced it was amazing. Um, I have no complaints from the game. The ref staff were on point. Um, the only issue that I have with the game, it was the uh, Falcon field paint that they had up there. Um, I am pretty banged up and bruised. Um, not that I care. I, I mean, I, I, that's just how I roll. I mean, I always take bruises home. But I took a little more than normal this weekend. Um, I, I, there's just an ask around. They they just were bouncing. They weren't breaks. And when everybody knows when you get hit by a bounce at close range, it's like getting hit by a marble. So um, yeah. I'll get into more on that in my podcast. But overall, the game, it, to play some old school, straight up, wreck day paintball was a, a lot of fun. So I didn't realize it was going to be just a one-day event. I thought that it was a two-day event. So when I saw your MVP award yesterday afternoon, it was certainly a bit of a surprise to me. Yeah, we had a uh, – Tyler wanted to just kind of bring it to a one-day game to see how it was. Uh, I did take home the MVP, um, and it was – I mean, I can't I, – I, it's just an award. I mean, I take them home all the time, you know, not to, not to boost myself, but – Everybody out there should get them, in my opinion, because uh, I played with a, a, a great bunch of guys out there, and a lot of what I played out there with was a lot of walk-on rec players. Um, and they were balling a lot harder than some of us season scenarios. I mean, I had a 10- and 11-year-old set of brothers that kept up with me and were like, holy crap, dude, this is what you do? And I said, yeah, so they're going to come back and, and play some more. So that, that was the good part about it. Um, yeah, it was. It sounded like a fun game. So my understanding it was supposed to be like a Vulcan versus GI kind of thing. Um, yeah, something like that. Uh, Mike Johnson is uh, the regional com- uh, commander for uh, Vulcan, and it was. It, I guess Ryan is a GI sponsored player. Um, so it wasn't officially announced as a Vulcan versus GI type deal. Uh, but it's it, when you get two people on opposite ends of the spectrum, it kind of turns out to, um, you know, which side is going to be better. Obviously, we had to use Falcon paint, and I had issues with the paint. Um, the graffiti that they sh- were shooting out there was a little bit better. It was not that much better. Um, and then, obviously, they were shooting first strikes, and, you know, first strikes is our first strikes. But um, <laughs> it, it, 
the underlying thing was it, yeah, it was a Falcon versus GI game. Um, um, you know, you said something interesting that caught my attention, and I guess I don't even know if it could happen. It could happen, but do rec ballers, like walk-ons, just rentals or whatever, ever wind up as MVP? Um, I have seen that. Rec ballers. Yeah, I've I've seen it happen before. I've seen it happen before. And if I, if those two kids that followed me were there, um, I would have walked over and handed them my MVP to them because they deserved it a little bit more than I did. Because uh, I mean, they to, to come out and to hang with me and to hang with, you know, some of the other guys from LV46 and, you know, take hits from, you know, Reaper from PBS and, and still want to go back out there and play, not wearing any padding, getting just as banged up as me. I mean, those kids were just phenomenal. I even offered them a spot on, on Star, um, just kind of waiting to hear back from them. Wow. Well, I mean, I've definitely seen some players who come out for their first time even, and they are at a scenario game. And you're right. I, I don't know if it's because they don't know what they're getting into, so they're just running out there doing what everybody else does or uh, what the reason is. But I have seen some walk-ons that have balled as hard, if not harder, than some of the season's players. So, um, But I guess playing your heart out and being MVP are a little bit different because somebody has to lead all of these people into battle. So I am sure that if yep. Ryan awarded you MVP, it was well-deserved. I have seen you on the paintball field, and you definitely give 100% of yourself. Um, well, I, I try to, um, I, yeah. I mean, I, like I told Ryan, I said, I, anything you need, I'm going to go ahead and do. And he just needed me out front and, you know, I mean, obviously I like to be out front, but, uh, just to kind of help coordinate the guys on the field and, and all that kind of stuff. Granted, we only had about a hundred players that came out. So basically it was a 50 on 50. Uh, but the problem is when you get a lot of rec players, they, you know, try to coordinate everybody. It gets a little difficult. So, you know, that's why you have somebody, your XO, um, which was me that day, just kind of coordinate out on the field and and all that kind of good stuff, just kind of helping everybody out the best that you can. So, I mean, he gave it to me. I accept it. I appreciate it. Uh, I really do. I don't get in the paintball for the awards, even though that's what everybody says I do. But um, I get in there just to kind of go out and give everything I got, uh, everything I got every time I go out because it's something that I love. I mean, I love it. I, I wear the bat, the bruises and, and, you know, all the stuff that I got on me. And, as you know, I call them badges of war. So, to me, it's a lot of fun. So, I mean, I, I'm laughing at that comment about that people say that you play um, just for the awards. You never know if you're actually going to get an award. So, that's a little bit crazy. But um, if anybody goes out there and plays – and put their heart out. There was a you put it all out there, and then you might get it. And I've watched you now pass out on the field on more than one occasion. I've heard story of it uh, from many more. So I have definitely upped my emergency medical care. Thanks to you. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I don't. I don't intentionally try to pass out on the field. Uh, but it, I when I get out there, I'm. I'm very, very passionate about what I'm doing out there, and I don't necessarily step back to try to take care of myself because I try to be on the field and, 
direct people and get stuff accomplished and and it's a whole different mindset when I'm on the field and I just don't pay attention so sometimes the heat gets to me or maybe I had a little too many the night before and didn't hydrate properly and it just one thing leads to another and I just kind of overexert myself and sometimes I go down and or sometimes I go down do a shot that I take because maybe I'm too close so it's it's hit or miss (laughs) oh my gosh I think that's pretty funny um well I am thrilled that you are able to join us tonight and to talk about the game and that means you get one more stat added to your road dog stats. Um I liked the stats much better before they were just once we were road dogs members. Um we have a <laughs> a posting about how many times we are commanders and how many awards we win and it's kind of an internal competition of sorts. And I was doing really well because I had already commanded three games this year. So I was leading there. I had already played, like, however many games at the time. But it was more than other people did. But I wasn't actually a road dog yet. So my stats went from being, like, stellar stats to being zeros all across. So um, I am definitely working on that. So, Josh, thank you. Yeah. I still still count those stats. I mean, you're good. I mean – I've got two more games and I'm in a, a command role. One is for you in December, and then the other one is um, Walking Dead coming up August 4th. I'm the XO for the Negan side. So, got a couple more. Somebody tried to recruit me tonight for that game. It's going to be hot, but come on up and play. I'm already planning on coming and playing. Road Dogs will be there. So, that's. Um, For those of you who are checking us out on Facebook Live, it must be something wrong with my computer since we're having the same issues as I had when I was in North Carolina last week. But I'm going to go ahead and try going live one more time to keep the show going for you all there. I am really sorry. I'm going to try and do an update on my computer tomorrow morning. Um, I might even need to get a new computer. So we will see. We've got tons of callers on hold, though. Josh, tell everyone where they can find you, please. Uh, what did you say? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm at work. My partner was talking to me. What's going on? Tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, uh, you can find me, Metal one on Instagram, hardintopaintpodcast.com, um, at Hard in the Paint Podcast on Facebook. Um, you can find me at Josh Martin on Facebook. Um, you know, go give my team a like, Star, BB, Star PB Team on Facebook, same on Instagram. Give us a like. Give us a shout-out. Um, I got to run because we've got to go get – some stuff done here at work, but it was a pleasure being on. Thank you for having me. I'm going to try to get back on and say hi again before um, the show's over. Awesome. Well, we're going to do some trivia later that I know that you know the answer to. So try to join us back. Uh, Be safe out there. And thanks for all you do, not just in paintball, but in saving people every day. All right. Well, thank you very much for having me on. Night, Josh. We are now working our way, I guess, up the East Coast. We have heard about games in Florida and North Carolina. And now I have Silver Fox on the line to tell us where he has been all weekend. Uh, We were at EMR Event Park in New Milford, Pennsylvania, playing the Game of Thrones, really the Game of Bones is what they call it. (laughs) 
Well, thank you so much for your patience and staying on hold with us. I really appreciate it. I know that all of our listeners do too. Uh, tell me, uh, tell me all about Game of Thrones from this weekend. I want to know the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of games out here now, so of course the crowd wasn't as big as we hoped. But uh, basically, the game set up of four kingdoms. There are four kings, and they basically battle it out all day on Saturday. Of course, there's all kind of things you have to do, just like the movie of Game of Thrones, you know, missions, whatever you want to call them. You know, there's props and there's characters, the whole nine yards. And uh, the idea is for the kings to battle out. And then on Sunday, two of the kingdoms are conquered, and so there's only two kingdoms battling for the championship. So basically, they're absorbed. The, the kingdoms that had the less points are absorbed by the higher two kingdoms, and then they battle for the victory against the two kingdoms on Sunday. So, I mean, the game was pretty amazing. Blue himself came up with his wife, Sue, and uh, Timmy was there with his wife and baby. So, I mean, the game was awesome. The way that it's set up is, you know, there's just so much stuff. And, you know, Blue's crew, we don't pay attention to much, much of the uh, intricates of the game. We just kind of like fighting. But, uh, you know, basically the game was a blast. And uh, next year I am going to be a king at that game. And we are going to have our Foxes Den family reunion at New Milford, PA. And we're going to get as many Foxes Den there to fight for me at that game next year, the last weekend of June. That's next year's last weekend of June? Yes, they already announced it. Uh, Basically, at the end of the game, they hand over the kingships to the new kings for next year. So it's pretty cool for the crowd to be a part of all that. You know, so the kings kind of like, you know, get taken over by new kings, that's all. (laughs) Well... I will do what I can to be out there, especially if it's a big family reunion. That sounds like a super fun time. Yeah, just like we did in Michigan. We had 48 players out there in Michigan. And in the last three events, we grew by 40-some players. So we're getting closer to 300. So uh, chances of us getting about 100 out there looks pretty good. But there's a couple things I wanted to tell you. Earlier about the Florida game, you guys were talking about, you know, the curves in the clock that clock is one of the easiest things to do you can run the game that clock in two different ways when they do the 10 minutes and you open it you have a window that players can go out and fight it's a 10 minute window that the thing is open for the full 10 minutes then it closes for 10 minutes so you're not worried about that you got to wait one minute nine minutes if you're pinned at your base you literally can battle out of there, tag up, and go out and battle. So the clock with that window is what we tell a lot of the fields. Without that window, that clock is useless because you're just slowing the game down. But the other thing is you can use that if one team is being majorly dominated, you can have an open window on a team that's getting dominated until they break out of their whatever hole they're in and then you go back to the 10-minute windows. But that's only a judgment call by the owners of the field, you know, whoever's producing the game. So, I mean, that's different ways to play it. But you have to have a window yes. where if somebody runs out and gets shot, they have to be able to be alive again. I mean, 
I am still learning this uh, process of having um, these windows, but I yeah. learned to appreciate it while we were at Legends. It was just something new to me, and I yes. had a little bit of a learning curve. Yes. But it's something that I can definitely see the benefit in, and it just changes the gameplay, but all of the players know that when they are participating in it. So okay. there's no uneven advantage. If anything, I like that people have the opportunity to take a forced break. You have to, call, you know, pull off for a few minutes before you can get back out there. Right. Yes, but, I mean, I can maintain enough time to go do anything and come back. So, but so, so the window is made for the game to to operate. So, if if she wants to learn more about that, you just have her give her my number and have her call me. And I do have a surprise with me right now for you. You do. I do. I like surprises. It's not often that people I have surprises. Um, I hope that the Illinois girls are listening right now. So, if uh, unmute Sharon if she's muted. And I have the mother of Fox's Den with me, the girl that started it. Well, we have some Fox's Den royalty in the house then. Yes, you wow. do. Well, say hi to Alexis. <laughs> Everyone say hi to Alexis. Hi. Alexis. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Nice to meet oh. you. You the same. I have heard so much about you. Hopefully yeah, all good things. All good things. All good things, I promise. <laughs> good. All good things. So, tell us, what, where are you now? If I understand correctly, you used to be in Florida, correct? I will be. I will be. I'm moving to Florida in August. But what right part now, of I, live in Pitt- I live in Pittsburgh right now, but I'm moving. I'm moving to Orlando. Well, Orlando is very close to where Marty is, who's just on the line. It's only a few hours from me, but I look forward to having you here so that I can. Come and play with you. Silver Fox is just yeah, you know, you're moving for quite some yeah, time. Yeah, I'm really excited. So, tell me, tell all of us what what brought you to start Fox. <laughs> so, I met Tom, or Silver Fox, as most of you know him as. I met him bowling, and my parents bowled with us in this league. And my brother, he is 20 now. He was about 18 at the time. And he, all he does is sit in the basement and play video games. He never leaves the house. But Tom, sorry, I keep calling him Tom because I know him as Tom. But Silver Fox convinced my parents to let him take my brother paintballing. And he never talks to me or anything. He's very quiet keeps to himself, but he decided to go on these events with uh, Silver Fox. He went to two events at EMR, and he fell in love with it. He was high-fiving people, hugging people, talking. Whenever he got home from the events, he would not shut up 
and me and my parents, we were just sitting there with our eyes wide open, like, who is this guy? So I had to see what paintball was all about, like how my brother went from never saying a word, sitting in the basement, playing his video game, to dancing on tables, doing the chicken dance, and being this crazy outgoing person. He's still shy, but completely different than he was before. So I went on, I went to EMR with him and Silver Fox, and I met the most amazing people I've ever met before. It was just like meeting the rest of my family and just being, it grew a really good relationship with me and my brother. We're really close now. So we started to go to more events, but every time we went to events, we didn't have a team. Blues Crew took us in as their own, but we didn't have a jersey. We didn't have any equipment. They let us use theirs all the time. So I, me and Silver Fox were talking about just just kind of joking around about making a team. They always caught us Fox's den or Fox's kids. So I was like, let's do it. Let's, let's make a team. And I got one of my girlfriends to create um, our logo. She's a graphic designer. She created the logo. We got in touch with Social Paintball, and they started making jerseys. And we got T-shirts. And before we knew it, we had a Facebook page, a website, and it just exploded. And now we have almost 300 members across the United States and Canada. That is amazing yeah it is a really crazy story and how it just grew so quick were you expecting it to grow into what it became no we just thought that well like me and my brother we just wanted to have a team to run on whenever we went to events and then we saw other players who didn't have a team either, and we were just like, hey, run with us. Like, you come to all the events anyways. And then we had, just as Blue's Crew and Fox's Den, we decided to, like, all these kids, like, they're the future generation. So we have all of this equipment from our amazing sponsors that we can let the kids use our guns, take them out and just make sure like the moms feel comfortable with it and give them a place to sit because half the time these kids are there by themselves with their moms and the kids are out on the field and the moms are just sitting there and have no one to talk to so it's great to it's just crazy like bringing we just bring them in our tent with us and make sure that they're having a good time we'll go out with the kids and we'll give them cover fire while they flip a flag making sure that, like, they won't get hit, and we'll just run up next to them, let them get the props, and just make it the best memories for them. And before we knew it, we had all these members. And we hate taking kids out. (laughs) But Yeah. Sharon, this is, like, your woman here. (laughs) I mean, I I know. I was trying to make it funny. No, I mean, it is. Sharon knows all about having the kids out there and Mama being in charge of them. I am guessing that Silver Fox has told you about Sharon Alexis. She is yes. Illinois dead and I see them on Facebook. Yep. And, I mean, this is what she does. She brings other people's kids and 
other parents to go off to meet them. And he hates them, but not just on paintball days. He winds up with them full time. Darren, tell Alexis and everybody um, about your kids. Yeah, I kind of just end up like finding and adopting them and keeping them. And at any, any given point, I usually have at least five or six kids around my house. So. That's great. And Sharon has given these kids a whole other family like you were talking about. Um, That's awesome. There is all not a day in the world that I can think of. Sharon didn't have some of the kids with her at her house. They're always doing something for boxes then. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, Good. They're all very excited to be meeting you at World at War. So. Oh no. Yep. That's why. I'm okay, that's seven. the July seventh game, right? Yeah. July eighth, maybe. Yeah. Eighth. Yep. yep. I am yep. so excited to meet all of you. But she is coming up on the seventh with me, and we will be up at Legacy between one and three. And when you guys get there, you can come and meet her there. So she will be there with us. So closer to four, though. It doesn't matter what time. We'll be there. I have to meet with the owners, and my brother will be there. So we have a lot of stuff that we have to do. So that'll be good. And the other thing is, the other thing I want everybody to know is, the people like Sharon and her husband Jeremy, those are the type of people that we're looking for all over the country to run the chapters for Fox's Den. We have probably have four or five full-fledged families running different chapters across the United States, and then we have other players that are doing it too. But the family atmosphere, I had people come up to me in Michigan and say, in Fox, why do you have all them kids in your compound? There were 18 kids under the age of 15 in our compound. And I turned and said to him, are you kidding me? That is the future of paintball. This is what every team in the country needs to start to do. Don't make it hardcore. Let these kids grow to what they want to grow to. And these kids, some of them are hardcore like I've never seen at Michigan. So it doesn't matter if the kid's not or if he is. It's a, or she. Now i got to say she because there's so many dang girls in this thing. So, But what I'm getting at is there's other teams out there. We have Reaper now doing kid shoots. And we've been doing that since 2005. And it's important, and it's wonderful to see other big teams like Tropical Storm, Swamp Monkeys in Florida. It is growing all over the country. Kids are coming in like crazy because of people like us, people like uh, Desi and, uh, you know, people, Kim, the owner of uh, Battlefield and Hurricane Paintball. I can name so many people, and they're all doing it. And we're just so happy to see it and watch it grow. Mm-hmm. I got another three and numbers today. Did you say you recruited new members today? Yeah, we got another three, two more kids and an adult. Wow. Good. Excellent. We found another fucking drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love it. So, 
<laughs> so go ahead. So tell me, who won today's game? Uh, we really, honestly, we didn't get there till this morning. And when we got there this morning, the game was already out of hand. Uh, Jimmy Sheets won uh, the game for his kingdom. And uh, um, Fox's Den, Otis, he lost. But, again, people had so much fun. That's what's the most important thing. Everybody having fun. Winning is good. Don't get me wrong. Everybody loves a win. But there is nothing wrong with uh, having fun and seeing family. We drove all the way out there five and a half hours for three hours of paintball just to see everybody. Mm -hmm. Because we couldn't go yesterday because I had a corporate event at my home little field that I had to take care of. Uh So we missed half the game. Three quarters, really. Well, as long as you got out there for part of it, that's really uh, what matters. Because we've discussed it before many times on the show that part of the event is actually the experience, not just playing, but being there, walking around, seeing all of your friends. Um, yeah, the camaraderie that is built off the field. So Any time that you can get out there is worth it to be out there. Absolutely. So, Alexis, when did you say that you're going to be here in Florida? Did you say August? Yeah, I have to be there August 1st. Okay, well, I will be looking for you. And we will, I'm glad to have another female Fox to death, especially our queen mom uh, back here in Florida. Yeah, I can't wait. It will be a good time. I've never played in Florida before, so... Well, we have some awesome fields, so we will get you to some games. And Silver Fox is actually the general of the game here in Central Florida at Palm Bay in October. So it will be a great time to have everybody come to Florida to see us. We have a lot of players thinking about coming down. We are going to need them. We're going to be playing against a pretty formidable opponent. We have Jenny Gilray, who is the state favorite here. So she is Desi Johnson's fiance and a well-known player in her own right around these parts. So we're going to need as many followers as Jen and there's not a state that we can bring. Uh, we're going to bring a bunch and a crew. And uh, I know we have Tropical Storm. Those boys are working hard for us down there, all them young kids. So I just can't wait to get back down there because uh, my first time playing down there at Battlefield and to see all them kids out of 300, there was about 70 or 80 kids under the age of 15. Amazing. I mean, you guys down there in Florida, those guys, uh, Desi and uh, who's uh, in charge? Of, is it Ryan for Tropical Storm? Oh, Michael Ziegler. Oh, Michael Ziegler. Okay, I don't know those guys yet. I only met them one time, but amazing what they're doing with these kids. And for everybody out there listening, this game is being held by the owners of Hurricane Paintball, and the proceeds from this are all going to the kids' teams down there. So every dime we spend down there is basically helping bring young kids into their paintball. 
So everybody shows that that game will be a piece of history. Mhm. Absolutely. Totally agreed. So thank you so much. And we're going to keep talking about that game. We're going to have Jenny on in the coming weeks as we get closer to that game, which is in October. Um, but it's going to be a great time. We have a lot of fun when we play here in Florida. So, And it's always a better time to talk to Jen and Cruz are in town. So looking forward to that event as well as many, many others. I'm really excited for the July event going on in Chicago. So lots of news to come with that. Yeah, that'll so, be different. We're going to get to meet all the parents of the young kids. Mm-hmm. So we can't wait for that. And Yeah, I can't wait to have all of the parents around. I know Sharon gets to spend time with all of the kids, and she knows all of their parents. But all of those parents definitely need a thank you for trusting Sharon and Fox and all of us with their kids. All those parents who are sending their kids out and just knowing they're going to be okay because they're with Sharon is an awesome thing. So um, thank you so much for joining us. Tom, stay on the line, especially if you've got Alexis there. I'd love to hear her thoughts on some of the things that we're going to be talking about. In the meantime, um, area code 406. I see we've got a bunch of callers on hold. 406 and 708. 406, who's this? It's Josie. Hey, Josie, how are you? Good, how are you? Great. Stay on hold for one second. I just want to see who is area code 708. 708, are you there? Okay, 708, I'm going to go ahead and leave you unmuted. Let me know who you are when you're ready. This is John the Flamboy with Legacy Adventure Park. Oh, perfect. Perfect waiting for you. I'm so glad that you are on, John, because we've got people who are going to be talking about your park as well. We're going to be up on hold who's waiting for you. So, John, all right. Stay on hold, John. I want to talk to Josie about her park that just opened this weekend, and then we are going to talk to you about your park that opened this weekend because we've got some players from your field who are on hold. So stay with me, John. Sounds great. So, Josie. Yes. So this weekend you opened Big Top Paintball and Airsoft, correct? Yes, yes, we did. Congratulations! Thank you. It was it was it was awesome. It was cool. Yeah, it was um, definitely a lot better than I expected, and everybody had a lot of fun. It was it was great. So tell us about the weekend. Walk us through it. I was so excited all weekend long for you. I always tease that um, I want to go out to Montana and live Josie's life with her. She doesn't over the field this weekend, so everything and anything is possible. So, Josie, tell us, what, what was the weekend like? What day did you open? Tell us about the work going into this week. 
So we we actually had our grant opening yesterday, and we it, it was it was quite a process. I'll I'll be honest. We spent a lot of hours, a lot of time trying to get everything put together. Um, we're st- we still have some work to do on the pro shop, um, but it's it's pretty much there. Um, we spent not let's see yesterday we opened, but the night before we actually stayed at the pro shop and field um, till two thirty in the morning, trying to make sure that we had everything ready, everything set, um, all the rental gear was working, and that we had just everything that everybody needed, and it was it was crazy. So yeah, late, 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 and then we ended up waking up. Oh God, it was like five o'clock yesterday morning to get back out at the field, um, make sure all the, you know, all the prep was, was ready. Cause I mean, obviously you know, with an outdoor field, there's certain things that you have to pull in at night. And so we had to bring everything back out and we got set and we had people starting to show up early, which was really cool. Um, they were waiting and we, we just decided, you know what, heck with it. You know, there was, we had a group of guys that came in I think it was like nine thirty, and they just, they got in, they got on the field, started playing and it was, it was great. It was, it was really cool to finally see um, people out there playing on it. <laughs> I mean, after all the time that we'd spent, um, it was just really, really cool. And then, one of the guys ended up having to leave from that group, and so I got to sub in, and so that way they had an, an even number. So that was the first time I got to play the field, and it it was really exciting. <laughs> so you hadn't even played your field yet? No, I hadn't even had a chance to play it yet because, I mean, when I say we were down to the wire, we were down to the wire. We were still building structures and um, getting – uh, you know, because we had built uh, a, ta- a, a, a sniper tower, and we built in the center of the field um, like a little um, a base, and then on the opposite end of the field we had another base, and so we had we had to finish you know the touches on that, and then make sure that we pulled off any excess wood that we had. And so I mean, it was it was down to the wire. I mean, literally, when I say two thirty in the morning, we were out there with uh, our car lights on and flashlights, trying to make sure everything was off the field. And so we, yeah, we hadn't. I had I hadn't even got to play it yet um, until grand opening. So it was it was it was cool. <laughs> it was really exciting. And what was it like to finally get to play your field? Uh, it was definitely there's there's no words to explain it. I'll be honest. I mean, I've played on you know quite a few fields, and you know b- being able to play in general is really exciting. But when you actually get to step foot on your own field for the first time and get to play it, there's there's really no words that can explain the excitement and um, it's almost overwhelming really. But it was, it, it played really well. I, I learned some things that I needed to improve. <laughs> um, some things that, you know, I, I, I wanted to add um, that would, that would make it better um, that, you know, we got some input from um, some different players. Hey, you know, this would be kind of cool if you did this and, 
you know, so we got, we got a little bit of uh, feedback, you know, everybody had a great time. Um, definitely going to be adding on and um, upgrading <laughs> very, very quickly. So already you're talking about upgrades. I love it. <laughs> we, I, I, I don't waste any time. I, I yeah, I, I get too excited about things. I just, yeah, no time wasted. So are you all going to be open now this summer? Are you going to be open during the week, or are you going to only be open on weekends? We're open six days a week, um, Monday through Saturday. Sunday is the only day that we will not be open. So in wow. the hours, we'll be open from 10 o'clock in the morning until 10 o'clock at night. Every day? Every day. Holy moly. Do you guys have a very big airsoft community there, or would you say your paintball community is bigger there? Um, right now it's airsoft, but we're pushing for paintball. <laughs> um, there's there's a lot of paintballers here um, that uh, put their gear away. A lot of people had um, sold their gear because there wasn't a field around here to play on. And now that they have a field, they were coming out, you know, and they were talking with me about it and stuff. And they're like, man, I wish I would have known that you guys were going to be building a field because otherwise I wouldn't have sold this. And so now they're going out and they're, they're wanting to buy more gear so that they can come out and play. And, and it's, it's really exciting, you know, to see uh, the, the population um, starting to come back in this area and even new players, you know, we had several new players come out. Um, it was the first time that they'd even picked up a paintball marker. And um, so when they, when they, and then they came and, you know, they were talking to me about it. They're like, wow, you know, this is so cool. This is something I could totally get into and come out like every day. And um, a, a really good friend of mine, um, it was it was his first time playing, and he came out, and he, he goes, I'm going to be out here every day after work. He goes, I'm just telling you that right now. I'm going to be here every day after work. <laughs> so oh, that it, it, was, it was really cool. I was talking to Brandon. He said he wasn't able to get out there, but that he heard everybody had an amazing time who was out there. So I hope that if you all take pictures, you will, keep post, you will post them on our Ladies Night Paintball radio page. So that everyone can see yeah, what you're doing. That yeah, and, and um, I I did a lot of I did a lot of video feed as well. So I mean, if you want videos on there too, I can put videos on there as well. We would love your videos. I would love anything that you brought um, about your game and what's happening at your field. Cool. Because we want to promote, promote, promote you. I love Perfect. what you're doing, and like you said aren't many paintball fields in Montana. No, there's actually, um, as far as I know, there's two at this point. Um, my field and then um, there's another field here in Bozeman. Um, they do strictly airsoft. but So there is two fields actually in Montana now. And so hopefully that will inspire people, you know, more people to open fields in different areas so that way we can get more paintball going here in Montana. Which would be awesome because um, anywhere that we can build paintball, I am always all for it. So anything we can do to help you, you know that I am here. Sharon is here. Sharon's uh, 
very excited to be sending her little one off to ION with us. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited, too. I mean, the whole team, our whole team is excited. We're going to have a great time. It will be a wonderful time. Thank you so much for calling in and telling us what's going on in Montana. We are literally going coast to coast. We might be getting a call. I'm waiting. I probably need to remind them. Um, after our legacy friends, we are waiting for a call from Callista Mosley to talk to us about D-Day. But there's so much going on in Canada tonight. Um, that with all of the festivities, we might not hear from them, and we might have to wait till next week for a post-game uh, recap. But stay on with us, Josie. It is always great to have you on. And, again, congratulations to you, Montana's newest field owner, and she happens to be a lady. So way to be growing the sport, Josie. I think it's awesome. Thank you. You are so welcome, and thank you. So we are going to take a little bit of a shift back across the United States as we go. Um, I am holding up a picture of a CPX sports sticker here. So CPX no longer exists, but we now have Legacy Adventure Park in Chicago. And they opened up this weekend, and we have John on the line from Legacy. We also have Sharon and her Fox's Den Illinois crew with her, and they were out at the opening this weekend. So we are going to hear about the game from both, uh, well, about the weekend opening from both the park's point of view as well as some of the players. So, John, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. So tell us about the about your park opening this weekend. Tell everybody who you are, where you are, what park. Sure. Uh, my name is John the Flamboy. I'm one of the owners and the uh, operating manager of Legacy Adventure Park, uh, just out of Chicago in Lockport, Illinois. Um, I am also, uh, also run a company called Zombie Army Productions, uh, and we do haunted houses for a living. That kind of my main background is producing large-scale haunted houses and theme parties. And uh, the zombie army just got into the paintball world this year. Uh, so this is kind of our introductory step into this uh, grand world of paintball and airsoft. And our grand opening was this weekend. We had a ribbon-cutting ceremony on Friday. And uh, today uh, we had our grand opening this morning. And I literally am just walking in the door and taking off my shoes <laughs> from getting home from the field. Well, I saw some pretty incredible pictures. I saw that DJ Hanu Fox was out there this weekend. It looked like everybody was having a great time. I even thought that I saw maybe a ribbon-cutting ceremony. Was that on Saturday, or were those old pictures that were reposted? Yeah, no, the ribbon-cutting uh, was Friday. The ribbon-cutting was Friday. And we've had some gameplay on the field for the last uh, couple months. We did uh, a nice soft opening. Uh, we were pretty ambitious with what we were trying to get done out there, so – a nice soft opening for private rentals for the first month. So we had a lot of small private groups and a lot of, a lot of clubs coming together, a lot of teams coming out. Wanted to, uh, it felt like sniff us, sniffing us out, checking us out, seeing what we're doing out there. And uh, that was awesome. I mean, that was just cool to have all those teams kind of come check us out and see how our fields uh, measured up to play. And then we did a little bit of open play for the last month, and now both worlds have collided mightily, and Legacy Adventure Park is – full steam so we are 
we got games going on seven days a week out there now. Seven days a week you're open? Yeah, we're getting private. We get If you call us for a private rental, we're showing up. So we, we did not know that. I mean, I, I full, full disclosure, when we were sitting around the table in January talking about opening this company, uh, we're like, okay, so from everything we read, it's going to be about a Friday afternoon, Saturday, Sunday business. Uh, maybe we'll do a couple of corporate events here and there. Uh, and by the time we got to this last week, we have people booking events there Monday through Sunday. And, we've, I mean, we've got a lot in the paintball. Paintball is obviously our, our primary focus. Airsoft being a real close second. I mean, we love both of those worlds. But we also do our tree tag out there. We do outdoor laser tag, uh, zombie hunts, uh, all sorts of themed events as well. Uh, so we really, we really take that word adventure pretty seriously out there. We're doing a whole lot of different things. Well, I think it is totally awesome what you are doing out there. I was very excited for you all to open. We do a lot of real talk here on the show. That is kind of our new theme. So you're going to hear some brutal, honest feedback from some of the players who are out there this weekend. Um, Cool. I have a question for you before we go any further because I had seen this posted. And um, I'm not going to throw a number out there. What did you guys wind up? for your admission prices and your paint prices at? Our admission prices are $15, and our paint prices are $90 a case. What kind of paint are you selling out there for $90 a case? Oh, we got Empire Five Star. We got our own field blend, uh, eco-friendly, bio-friendly from GI Sports. And uh, it's, yeah, it's a little bit more pricey than, I think we're $5 higher a case than some of our closer competition. Uh, right around where CPX was uh, when they left. Uh, but it is some of the most highest quality paint you can get. Uh, it is five-star paint. Uh, the players seem to love it. Uh, seems to work out real nice. And we got our own field blend out there. So we're, we're happy about our paint out there. I, you know, I've gotten very full. I had seen that price online, and one of my friends sitting in the peanut gallery with me tonight here in my office is telling me that, yes, when I played Nuketown, that I was paying $80 a case for paint, but I've gotten very spoiled. Maybe it's uh, when I was playing MagFed, or maybe it's because <laughs> I get invited to a lot of fields, um, and I get team pricing at most of my fields. Um, I... Look, I'm going to let the other people weigh in on it. They heard the prices. I, I will tell you, I was oh, it, when I first It's left. expensive like, paint. Yeah, no, no, no one over here is uh, not, not uh, shying away from knowing that it's expensive paint, yes. But when we yeah. price it at $90, for one, we're able to do things out on our fields and at our park uh, that we might not be able to afford doing otherwise. And two, when we are at $90, it enables us to do sweet discounts when we do have uh, returns customers when we do have members we're able to discount uh when we do case cards where you buy seven cases and the eighth is free uh where we can do 20 percent off on a day like today or we had for the ribbon cutting event we called up a bunch of locals and uh people who come out and support and they all got 60 dollars cases on that day so it enables us also to do that uh for our regulars that come out a lot yeah, I mean, I guess I hadn't thought about that. And, I mean, people are going to come and they're going to pay it. My friend who's sitting here is telling me that I'm spoiled and uh, <laughs> has this fear of being hashtag diva here. 
he's telling me the prices of paint at fields that I've recently played at that I didn't realize that that's what it was. So, yeah, other people are saying it's not uncommon, which is why I wanted to know about it. Um, but I'm glad to know. Oh, yeah, and we had a lot of people just tell us straight out we were crazy. I mean, people looked at our website and immediately were on social media going, you're crazy. No one will ever come. You'll never last. And I, I get it. I understand uh, the sentiment, absolutely, especially if you've been able to buy a tank cheaper somewhere else. Um, we're just trying to do something. No, but I mean, and that's why I so that's the surprise. I've been waiting and wanted to hear about it and want to hear about it from the players who were out there because there are people on Facebook who are giving us feedback saying that it's not an uncommon price in that region. My own um, real talk people here in my studio are agreeing that it's not um, uncommon. I guess that that's a part that I've somehow become very spoiled and detached from. And it could be, I mean, even they're telling me the prices of paint at the field I used to play at, and I used to sponsor paint for the whole team. So I would buy case upon case and donate it to my team to play with. So I, uh, yeah, I love this out. $45 cases all day long, they're saying. Um, right. <laughs> I'm $45 is expensive for what I pay for paint. Team pricing is usually $40, and the $5, I mean, I know it doesn't seem like a big deal, but um, but that's team pricing, and that's, I guess, the benefit of having a home field and being sponsored by your local, and something that, yes, I have taken for granted over the last couple of years as I have joined a team who is associated or affiliated with a park and been part of teams that have been invited by other parks and they want us to come out there. Now, Ladies Night Paintball Radio, the invitations that I get to different games, so I'm definitely going to go out there and say that I got a little bit spoiled. I'll hashtag my <laughs> But, um, you know, I just was surprised because some of the other people who, I'm talk- who I've spoken with who were out at your field were skeptical about They said to me before, weeks ago, I guess you all had posted pictures of these prices and they were sending them out to me. And I was saying, wow, okay, let's see what happens. But I I'm not going to naysay it, especially if that's what the market is bringing. I mean, good for you guys. Good for you. If you can get it, get it. That is the whole idea of commerce. I mean, <laughs> if they're paying it, keep doing it, um, you know. And But I am really happy to hear kudos to you guys for doing things for the players where you have a frequent buyer card or uh, a membership because that will definitely help bring your regulars back to you. So, oh yeah, and and, uh, and that's a big yeah. uh, a big part of our philosophy. There is, we're there for the players, and uh, anyone who's come by and played with us, I, I hope they feel that at least. But I know that we've got a lot of players that have already teams have already said they're going to switch home fields and come to us, and it's not necessarily because we're giving them paint deals or anything like that. We truly do care about what the players say. I mean, my first month plus out there. I mean, I, I'm one of the owners, but I put on my assistant ref jersey and just went out there with a the camera and embedded myself with the players to talk to them, to see what do they want to see? Uh, what needs to happen on this field? Uh, what do you guys need to see for deals for your teams? Uh, what could we do to help you guys? Uh, and that, I mean, that was a big part of our first month at that soft opening was just to be among the players and, and take their feedback. We're not... We don't hide from feedback. We're, we're in the haunted house business where everybody says whatever they feel like saying about our haunted houses on a regular basis on social media. Uh, so we got 20 years experience of that. We don't mind that. But we'd much rather talk to our players face-to-face on the field and be able to make real in-time adjustments. 
And with our first week, I think we were moving bunkers with the players uh, to get better field play for them and better movement because how they wanted to play. Uh, and then getting special advice from my MagFed guys versus my Hopper guys. It's, uh, that part, man, do we love that about out there, that community part of it all. Well, um, I think that it's awesome that you're going to have everybody out there. I know that we've got – and not only having everybody out there, but listening to the players. I mean, what you're talking about, uh, putting on a ref jersey and going out and playing sounds very undercover bossy. Um, I don't know if you've seen that show, Undercover. Oh, Boston, yeah, I know the show. I know so. the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I tell them but who it, I am because I want, I want them to come at me. I want the players to talk to me. It's fun. Yeah, no, I think that it's awesome for somebody to do that. It gives um, a real-life perspective of what's going on, and you can actually hear what the players want. And it a, makes a huge difference in the whole overall gameplay. Um, just last week I was playing, so last week, six ago, I don't know, I think last week, I was playing in North Carolina, and the field owner was out at the game. And so when things were going south or sour, if you will, you know, he threw on a ref jersey one point in time, and he actually got out there. And then he was listening to the right. players. He went to the guys. He was able to immediately correct the issues. So rather than people leaving there angry and upset, they were able to immediately have their issues corrected, their voices listened to, and it definitely improved the way that the day um, went for everybody. So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, an owner's priority should be player experience. I mean, that's that's what we're here for. We're here to create that experience <laughs> and to foster a good one. So, um, we have players who are at your field today. Sharon, Kristen, are you all there? Sharon, do you have your crew there? Yeah, we're all here. We're just pulling one more back. They ran into the three. So, tell us, what was it like out at Legacy? It was so much fun. There was some people, and there was there was never a moment. Well, we can't hear you. Whoever phone they're talking on is cutting in and out. Can you hear me now? It's doubling. It's going down. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, come on. Okay, hold on. Here you go, Lacey. Is it on speaker? Yeah. Are you there, Lacey? About what? Tell us about the park. 
It was this massive field full of a bunch of different smaller fields for open play. There was a bunch of lively people. They had quote-unquote dark carnival games, and there was giveaways, and and there was a DJ playing, like, awesome music. They had the free air station, which was cool. They had a shooting contest, which Jeremy almost won. He came close. He was, like, fourth place. Just barely missed it. So, what was your favorite part about the park this weekend? Other than shooting people? Other than shooting people. Tell me about the actual park itself. What was your favorite feature about the park or um, thing that happened at the park? They had a huge graveyard field, and there was a dinosaur on the roof, and that was pretty cool. <laughs> Tell me about this dinosaur on the roof. I love dinosaurs, but was it just there as decoration or is it part of gameplay? It was just a decoration, but me and Bethany were walking out, and she's like, oh, my gosh, there's a dinosaur. And it turned into all of us sitting there staring at the dinosaur. Did you take pictures of the dinosaur? No, but we should have. Okay. Well, we didn't really have our back. phones. We were too in awe of the amazingness. Plus, we don't have our phones when we're on the field just because of breaking them and damaging and, yeah. So, oh, see, I might have to send you all a GoPro so you can get some video footage on your field. If I don't put my GoPro into Hermes' cage, then the GoPro will be sent to you all for a while um, because... I want to see what you all are doing while you're out there. And I agree about not taking your phones out there and breaking your phones, but I want to see you all um, in action. I don't know if Sharon told you, I'm thinking about sending you my pink pistols to play with too. So lots uh, going on. I want, we'll see what's happening with that. I might bring them to you, work with you with them for a little bit, and leave them there for a little bit, but we will see. So tell me about the games that you played this weekend, Lacey, while you were at the field. Was it missions? Was it uh, command and conquer? What were you doing? Or was it just open rec ball? It was just like series of, and they took us to certain fields, and they had all of us like line up, and they separated us into teams and did the whole safety briefing, and it was it was a blast. So you haven't played the field before. I think that some of the people you're with, though, have played it um, under the old ownership. I want to know what's different, what they like better about it. Um, I've only played at with the new owners like this time. So I'm going to hand you off to Kristen, who has played under the old owners, and she can tell you the differences. Awesome. Thanks, Lacey. And we'll have you back for Plugs with Pockets in a minute. So I just created this dope website for Wix. 
Kristen, you there, hon? Yes. So, hi, let's start with a hello. Did you have fun out at, like, this weekend? Kristen? Are you there? Do I need to unmute Sharon's phone? Kristen, try and talk to me there. Kristen? Do I still have Sharon on the phone? Sorry. Is it working now? Yeah. I think so. Okay. Yay. Um... It was just the atmosphere there was, I think, one of the best out of the few um, the few paintball fields that I've been to. There was more to do than just paintball. There were, like, they had, like, carnival games there. Like, there was a, um archery thing you could do. I'm not sure what you call it. Archery tag, I think. And it was it's a lot friendlier than um under these owners than it was the old ones and it was just a really great atmosphere. That's actually a pretty big plug that you're giving there and a very big recommendation because we talk week over week about the things that bring us back to the park, and oftentimes it is the atmosphere, the people who we are meeting when we're there, the way that just the whole overall feel of the event is. So I love hearing that. And, John, I hope that you're loving hearing this, too, because – Yeah, I didn't know um, if I was still muted or not, but I love hearing that. Thank you so much for that compliment. Uh, no problem. I was just telling the truth. <laughs> And, you know, our kids will say it how they how it is. So if they don't like something, they will let us know what they didn't like. And when they do like something, it's hard to get them not to tell us about it. So um, <laughs> That's the great thing about kids. Right? You get great reviews, great, okay. great, brutal, truthful reviews. Mm-hmm. Right. So if they're saying it was good, then it is a good place to be. And, you know, a lot of the events, I've talked about it. We experience it especially a lot with Sharon. Um, as an injured player who isn't actually getting the opportunity to play at the event, to play in the game, what's happening with the vendor areas and with the other activities and where the kids are is um, what makes the game. And even for players who are there, nobody wants to be walking around in an area that's not fun. So hearing the kids yeah, describe it, what you're and people don't want to be walking around with questions. They all want to know that people are there to take care of them, to get them to their next game, to get that air tank refilled, to get them to the target range or chrono. To I always want to make sure someone is there because you're giving me your day. Uh, you've decided to give me your hard-earned money and your time uh, to come out to our place. I want to make sure that we take care of you from that point. So. I love that the one, <laughs> the one girl said that she loved the dinosaur because uh, that's just one of the things about the park that I love, uh, that we get to play and carve up and create this place. 
Uh, and when we call it an adventure park, you know, it, we want it to feel like you're going to your clubhouse or your tree fort when you were a kid. You know, we want you to be that comfortable when you show up, that it has that kind of atmosphere that you feel not just welcome, but you feel at home. I mean, I have to tell you, the more that I'm hearing from the kids tonight and from you, the more excited I am to come out to your field. I am not going to uh, beat around the bush. I was very skeptical about your field and what was going <laughs> there. And I really love what I'm hearing. It was several months back, but we had somebody on the line uh, by the name of Al Tejidor from Miami, and he is starting archery tags here locally in Miami area. We're talking about taking him to other events with us so that he could um, bring archery tags to these other events. So there were other things to oh, do. Yeah. And so kids could be involved off the field with Nerf or with a uh, cornhole toss. And that's something that the folks here in Florida, while it's not maybe a permanent part of their field, they bring to the game. Desi Johnson for his games in Central Florida always has activity for the kids to do um, special missions, for instance, for the Jurassic Park right. game, they had a small swimming pool filled with sand and stuff that the kids dug for eggs in. But that's something nice. for a specific event. I'm hearing that you have these other activities open seven days a week. Yeah, and that's, yeah, I mean, we you can come out and do different activities, blend activities, uh, we have groups that come out, a family will give a call and just say, hey, we're doing a, a big family picnic reunion thing. What can we do? And we can't just, you know, it's not just lining up a game of paintball. We want to build a day for them. You know, so we want to bring all those different elements to their day. And we want to create that experience, whether it's, you know, send them out for two hours of paintball, make sure they have a nice picnic, set them up for a nice game of archery tag, a break, maybe it's a trip to the haunted house at night, you know, because we also have one of the biggest haunted houses in Chicagoland on the same property. Uh, so that also enables us, enables us to do a lot of fun things, uh, having those assets and those resources all on the same property. I mean, we have 66 acres of forest and lakes and cliffside trails. It's, it's a big, bountiful piece of property. And, uh, yeah, when you come out there, we, we want to give you a full day of that. I mean, if, go ahead. If I can, if I can interrupt for one second, I just want to say, you know, me taking the kids up there, seeing as I don't play on the field, I saw a lot more of the off field, and I have never seen a paintball park go as out of the way to make sure everyone had someone they could go to for questions and answers. There were plenty of refs out there. They had people just standing on the outside to help make sure you had your air tank filled correctly. There was always someone anytime you turned around for any question. But they didn't make it feel like anything more than you were their family there. They talked to you, joked around with you, and hugged you, and patted your shoulder, and it was very much a family. I you got me with goosebumps it. over here hearing that. <laughs> Thanks for the goosebumps. Uh, that was so good to hear that. I don't know if you got a chance. Did you all meet this weekend? Did you meet while you were out there, Sharon? Did you get a chance to meet John? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, we hung out. <laughs> Perfect. Because, um, you know, Sharon is one of our co-hosts here. She moderates everything going on on our uh, live pages during the show, and she is Den Mom. So, uh, you know, when you 
we, we can talk later on. I know that Fox has done this. Is, right, isn't this the Fox has done home field in the area now? Did I just yeah, make I'm that pretty, up? I mean, I, I'm going to use the fake news before. Is this the Fox's Den home field now, Sharon? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what's being set up. That's what the team and I were actually discussing before the call. Uh, we would be honored. Um, that's definitely something that I think that you guys should be looking into for that area because PDX has been kind of the home field out there. I used to play PDX, and I love PDX. I love Romeo. I love TJ. Um, their field is phenomenal. I'm not there, – there's no denying that. But um, if it's everything that you're saying it is and it's so family-oriented with so much to do, I mean, that's what Fox's Den is about, is bringing the whole family out to events. You know, the players themselves will take the kids out to the field um, so that the moms can stay back. But as Alexis was saying, she started Fox's Den because there were kids who were coming with their moms and the moms were just kind of sitting around and the moms didn't know each other and it wasn't social for the parents and the kids didn't really have anybody to play with. And so they started, she started bringing people in and now she's got 300 players. And I know you've spoken with Silver Fox who I think just dropped the call a little while ago. Um, but this sounds so much like, you know, what Fox has done is all about. Sharon is- the field really is just a perfect fit for what Fox has done, believes in, and is all about. And, I mean, even his employees were playing with Kathleen and helping Kathleen and having Kathleen help them, so they were even making sure that the kids who couldn't play were feeling a part of everything. I think I got nine hugs from her today and maybe 13 interesting stories. That kid cracks me up. So if you don't already know about it, John, Kathleen has a Facebook page called Kathleen's Corner. I did not know that. <laughs> you should That's check it perfect. out. She puts challenges out. She puts her reviews of different paintball things out. So... <laughs> Well, yes, she got she to hang out with my flying squirrel today, so I hope the flying squirrel helps me with the review. Wait, you have a flying squirrel? We uh, On the field, there was a, uh, a squirrel that was in real bad shape, couldn't move its back legs. It was a baby flying squirrel. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I get a little, I get a little uh, involved when that happens. So I, I did the whole baby food thing and nursed it back to health. And it's, uh, it's been about two and a half weeks, almost three weeks now. And uh, now it's fully moving and crawling and back to health. And, uh, yeah, so kind of we, we ride together now, me and that squirrel. Oh, I think that's awesome. I had a friend who once had a sugar glider, which is an actual flying squirrel. Yep. And, yeah, uh, I used to have a sugar glider back when I was in college, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, so, that's one of the neat things about that property. It's just it's nature, beautiful nature back there. But uh, I think my favorite well, is when uh, special when, go. go ahead. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Sorry, it got a, when um, uh, the little one came running up to me, and I have not met her. I have not met anyone uh, in, in the den or anything. This is all new to me. I did not recognize the jerseys. It's all a, a new world to me. And all you know, what two and a half, three feet of her, just comes walking straight up to me and looks at me and says, "Hello." Do you know where my friend Hondo is? 
And I thought it was the most powerful thing. This little tiny five-year-old just looking straight up and wanting answers. And I was like, well, no, but I think he's coming later. And then she proceeded to go right in to tell me about the first time he let her shoot a paintball gun when she was three. And I told her that must have been a real long time ago. Uh, so it was just amazing. So, yeah, we did a, have- we did a little impromptu interview on my iPhone and uh, put it up on the site. That's on the Legacy Adventure Park uh, Facebook there because it, oh. it was just too adorable. Sharon, you have to cross-post that on Kathleen's Corner and then send it out on our page and make sure you tag uh, Hanu in it. I plan on, as soon as I'm getting my phone charged a little bit after the show, there's a few videos and stuff that I'm going to be linking to different sites and everything from today. So you should know, um, last week I was in North Carolina playing at Black Ops Paintball, and Hanu was there. So... I had gotten a picture of Kathleen. Sharon sent me a picture of Kathleen on her way to soccer practice. And Hanu and I both love Kathleen. And so I walked over to Hanu and showed him a picture of Kathleen, you know, because Sharon had sent me this message saying this is, um, you know, a smile or whatever. I hope this brings you a smile. And I said, Hanu, since this brought us smiles, we should send, you know, a picture back to Kathleen of us together. And Kathleen called me and told me to get my hands off of her Hanu. <laughs> the Hanu was hers. Back off, I think she told me. He's mine. That's so, funny. <laughs> where is that little girl? Is Kathleen is there it? right now? I know it's Hi. Kathleen. Hi, Kathleen. Hi. Hi, Kathleen. Tell me about paintball today, Kathleen. Can you say something else quick? Of course. What do you want to say, Golden? I'm taking care of my flying squirrel. You were helping with the flying squirrel? Did you like meeting the flying squirrel? No, she wants to know if you're taking care of her flying squirrel. Oh, if I'm taking care of her flying squirrel. Of course I am. Captain, I gave him that piece of apple that we talked about earlier, so he's got a nice piece of apple. He's going to be okay tonight. So tell him about Legacy. It's fun. We did a cleanup. You did. You did a very good job of helping clean up. And you made really great mud pies. Did you make really good mud pies? Yes, I did. But then it started to rain, and then I stomped on them. I think she was. Catholic I think she was a gigantic mud pie by the end. That sounds about right. I couldn't get over the picture of Kathleen posing with a tipex on the Tipman sign. That was awesome. <laughs> I had to do that. You know me and my tipex. It was fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, I know. What was your favorite part about today's paintball park, Kathleen? They let me shoot at the target lane. They let me shoot at Boo-Boo. They let you shoot at Boo? Yeah, they let her shoot a few rounds off at the target range, and they let Bethany and Nikki go out onto the target range for her to shoot at. 
Oh, my goodness. Reaper and Silver Fox may have spoiled this little girl at Living Legends. <laughs> oh, my. Well, at Living Legends, we put all of – Reaper does a kid shootout at all of the events he goes to where we gather all of the kids who are 10 and under who aren't – or under 10 who aren't allowed to play at the field who were just watching, and we put tipex in their hand, and then they can shoot at people, usually on a small part of the field or in the shooting range. And so at Living Legends, we rounded everybody up and had all the kids lined up, and we had our three tipex that we'd gathered for the kids to use, and we were taunting these children from, like, five feet in front of them because there were three tipex and a dozen kids, and, I mean, we could handle, you know, three. And then Silver Fox said no, no, and made sure that all – like dozen of the kids wound up with speedball markers in their hands and all of a sudden we were like diving behind each other trying to get out of the way. We were no longer <laughs> these kids in their faces. And so now this is uh the second game that Kathleen's been to that she got to actually shoot people. So <laughs> I think she's getting addicted. She's been addicted. I mean, this girl's been taking and shooting her splat master in the backyard for at least the last 18 months that I know of. So we're definitely down into her three and a half, you know, year oh, yeah. there. So told me three years old was the first time she shot us. Uh huh. Great. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, she. You will come to learn the more time that the Moys spend out at your park and. I'm hoping that you'll become a longtime listener to our show and call in, but I'm always teasing Sharon about having had bred a paintball team because she has four daughters who all play paintball. <laughs> well done. Feel the team. Right? So, uh, yes. Well done. Well done. I see that we have one of my favorite pirates on hold who's actually calling into us this evening. Let's get a quick hello with Andy Wofford. Andy, are you there? Uh-oh. Am I saying it's Andy and Sean? No, I double-checked the phone number. It's Andy. So whenever you want to come off of mute, Andy, if you want to, I'm you're here. here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Hello. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. We are... I'm uh, Grabbing food. Say hi to Kathleen, too. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite mm-hmm. little girl right there. <laughs> She's like everybody's favorite little girl, which is so super <laughs> awesome. Um, these gentlemen, John, who were mascot, She's Paintball's mascot. Yeah, there we go. She could easily be Paintball's mascot. She's definitely Paintball's youngest e-celeb. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, the gentleman who I'm bringing on the line right now, John, um, Andy Wofford and Matt Snodderly actually helped to outfit some of the kids who were with you at the park this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they weren't there, this I think Nikki was there this weekend. I thought I heard you say. But Matt who is on the line, and Andy, too. They donated a Barker Hopper Air Tank uh, uh, mask. What else is there? Pod pack, jersey, and pants. Oh, wow. Nice. Nick, who was out there, one of the kids who she was saying was in the shooting range, 
was woken up from a nap. He was sleeping at the field at Living Legends when Matt uh, walked up to him and dropped this box with everything that he needed in it. And then the few things that were not in there, um, Andy stepped in and donated the rest of it. So this boy was literally woken up from a dead sleep at the field with a whole new gear setup. Wow, that's mm-hmm. awesome, guys. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So these are not only two of my favorite pirates, but um, talk about not leaving your friends behind. They literally went across town and came and picked me up to take me back to my hotel when I was left at the field. So oh. thank you, guys. I always love talking to you all, especially on Sundays. So, gentlemen, I know you that too. you were out at D-Day in Oklahoma this weekend, so I can't wait to hear all about it. John, feel free to stay on the line with us. I want to thank you for calling us um, and for calling in. I am super excited about your park much more than I was um, weeks ago, to be honest with you. I am really, really super excited to out there and play it. Was that Legacy? Was that Legacy? That Legacy that we've been talking about. The kids and Sharon are getting it rave reviews. And, uh, and check out we've got uh we've got a web series that follows us behind the scenes in our haunted house lives and uh they came out we're starting to do episodes also behind the scenes at Legacy Adventure Park. And you could check all that out on daysoftheLivingDead.com. Uh also if you just jump on YouTube and put in Legacy Adventure Park, it should be one of the first videos there, Days of the Living Dead. And it's a nice behind the scenes if you want to get a preview to what any of our fields look like. Uh, what the park looks like, why the dinosaur went on top of the rock. Uh, it's all inside the latest episode there. So we'll also be pumping out content for people to check out. We love we love putting stuff out there for people to see. Absolutely. That's I'll check it out. Pretty awesome. And we I, I've been working with a group of people here within Paintball Media, and we have started um, Paintball Media Network, and We've been collaborating on both video and audio footage and how we are going to be sending that out to the masses. So um, be on the lookout for a message from us about that, too. I've been working right with on. the Commander of the Wormhole Show and Reaper's Show. Cool. So, um, again, thank you for joining us tonight. I hope you'll come back. Make sure that you're letting us know about any events that are coming up. Uh, you should know that last week, Pockus, who was out there today with you, um, the first person who was giving us a review of your park, was doing a plug for your park. And she did such a great job plugging your park and the game last week. We offered her a slot on our show doing uh, plugs with Pockus. So, uh, right on. <laughs> Oh, wow. Thank you, guys. Thank you so here. much for having me on the show. Thank you for the kids that came out and, and supported us this weekend. Uh, it was great seeing that parking lot full and seeing all those players running around the park. So that's kind of why we did it all. And uh, thank you so much for coming out and supporting us and having us on the show to introduce us to other players. Yeah, thank you. We hope that you will come back. We will invite you again. And you can call us any Sunday night. We are always happy to take um, – you know, callers in. So great. I'd be love sure to. not to be awesome. a stranger. And we'll do. We'll do. 
And you can even make Kyle stay awake enough to call one time. Yeah, right? Oh, that well, that poor boy, he was in the emergency room all last night. So he was uh, he was a tough kid today, all day on wicked antibiotics, just staying on his feet to get the day done. So I'm stepping in for him tonight because he spent the whole night in the emergency room last night. Well, that's so, but I'll get Kyle. I'll get Kyle on with me next time. Okay, we want him on. Um, and something that I'm going to be working towards, especially now that I have finally just tonight figured out how to put lots of people on the Facebook video at the same time. Um, in the coming weeks, we're going to try to go live from some of our local fields, so right. we might be able to have Sharon and her kids live from your field on a Sunday night while we're going live from another field here. Maybe do some behind the scenes stuff there. Cool. Awesome. Well, we will make sure to put you out on our Facebook page and we're also going to put out the days of the living com for you. And um, ladies night paintball radio looks forward to doing lots of broadcasts from your field. Right on. Thank you again. It was really great meeting y'all too. And uh, talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye-bye. So, well, Sharon, kids, I am so excited about this new park there. I know that when Sharon and I were talking about it offline a couple of weeks ago, I was not so excited. And thank you to Archangel, Michael, and some of the other people who were on our Facebook feed tonight talking about uh, paint prices and kind of bursting my bubble a bit because it had been so long since I'd looked at the individual prices because here in South Florida – um, with my team pricing, I pay like $40 a case. So um, I forget what it was like when I first started to play. When I first started in Texas, the more I think about it, it used to cost over $100 a day to go play, and I've gotten spoiled. So um, can't forget where we're coming from. So I am thrilled to announce that we have Matt My Hero and Andy Wofford on the line. And I call Matt My Hero because if I put him into my phone, and I now that's just what he is. So, um, and Andy, I think I'm going to have to change you from Andy W to Andy, my favorite. And that'll just be so much easier. But guys, tell me about D-Day in Oklahoma today. Andy's not your hero. I'm your hero. I know. But that that's is why wrong. Andy that is absolutely Andy wrong. Like, why? <laughs> Because Matt just rode. That's all he did. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He just dropped off the call anyway. So now you're the only one who has any say here, Andy. Yep. yep. Um, so, Oklahoma D-Day this week. Me. It's going to be fun. Where were you all today? Um making our way down um, well I only live about 50 miles from the field but it took us like 6 hours to get here and where did you go to? we're in Wyandotte, Oklahoma I've never even heard of Wyandotte, Oklahoma what is the next closest there, there is nothing here but a casino uh, if you haven't ever heard of Wyandotte, you need to get here because Oklahoma D-Day is the game to play. It's my game. Well, 
What do you mean it's your game? Andy will be hosting this game next year, and you all need to get him. So, no. Andy, if you're hosting the game, you know I'm going to be there. I've done this game for the past 21 years. Uh, I run the the field staff here, and then uh, we just kind of play paintball with a thousand people. Um, you know, of all the times I've heard about this game, this is the first time that I'm hearing it was your game. But I'm not always the first one to the party or the first one to get the news. So sometimes I've got. I'm not. That's why I have a hotel room. I'm not a partier. Oh, yeah. So that's definitely a whole other topic of um, if you camp at events, is it possible to camp and be family-friendly? The the thing about Oklahoma D-Day is you you always have a hotel room as a backup because every Wednesday or Thursday every year it rains, a tornado, something comes through, and it winds up uh, ruining tents. But there's plenty of hotels in the area where you can get rooms, so. Well, I mean, we'll talk offline about it because I definitely want to make sure that it's on my calendar. So what were some of the highlights from the game this weekend? For D-Day, no, D-Day starts tomorrow. D-Day runs all week long starting tomorrow. Wait, hold on. We're, you're catching me back in my, like, fake news area. When I spoke to Matt and you earlier, I didn't realize that you were first going to a game that starts on a Monday. Yeah. Uh, so, we have a mag uh, – uh, what game is it? We have a specific scenario that starts on tomorrow afternoon, and then that starts the week – that's a full week of paintball. Too, too many games per day for the rest of the week till Saturday, which the main game is Saturday. I'm including uh, so. yeah. page for it right now. Holy moly. Okay. So what is the cost for this game? How does it work? I mean, do your players come and stay for the whole week? Do teams come yes, just you, for you, parts you, of it? You pay, you pay entry and you're here. You're, you can show up on Monday or you can show up on Friday night. You 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 get out of it what you get out of it. I'm not in command, so I don't care when they show up. <laughs> okay, so what is the cost for people to come out and play for the week? The cost, uh, early bird and, and whatnot, is, runs up to $90, I think. Uh, man, I don't know. I ain't paid for this game in 20 years, so. <laughs> and I was just having the same conversation about everything else about paint. We were talking about uh, the cost of paint at Legacy Adventure Park, and then it was ninety dollars a case. And I was like, "Holy, I know ninety dollars a case." But then sixty-five here, sixty-five for Valkyrie Graffiti. Okay, sixty-five. That's still even more than I pay. But yeah, I mean, people were saying that's the going price in that region. So. I was saying yeah. and then being grateful for it, you know, I've gotten very spoiled because of the invitations it's, that I get. It's a and great event. It, they have great people, and I hope everybody shows up. It's really awesome. It, 
just get people there. Wait, so... Lots of words. Lots of words. I mean, I'm looking right now. I feel so in, like, like I'm coming from another era here, and I don't know how I am just finding all of this information out, especially as often as we speak in real life, not in the Facebook world. So they Monday 3 to 5 p.m., there's an event, Dunkirk. I mean, there's different activities all day long with many scenarios. It says Tuesday there's, yeah, there's activities. Yeah. There's things on the – there's things that's not on the official schedule. There's, there's like, we have kids' games and uh, low-impact games going on throughout the week. Uh, uh, we're really excited about the, the the production company that came in and wrote some of these games. I'm kind of excited about them. See what the see how these games turn out. There's uh, eight written games, specific uh, games written throughout the week for for all the people to come play. And then uh, I wrote a game for Friday, and then Saturday's the main event. So if somebody was only going for one day, what would be the one day they should go? Uh, I'd have to say Saturday because Saturday is what it all comes down to. Saturday is the win or lose. You know, uh, man, I can't pick a favorite day. <laughs> My favorite day is actually Sunday when everybody goes home. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, I mean, because that means we start again, and this is a year-round event for me, so we start over. You know. I am amazed. I, I'm. I don't know how I am just finding all of this information out, or how I've been an ostrich with my head in the sand. But okay, I know better this, now. Yeah, this field is. Uh, if, if, if anybody has a chance to check it out, this field is 600 acres, and you play on 600 acres. You, you. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of business to go on around here. <laughs> It's just a different game, and it's in Oklahoma heat. Yeah, I mean this will this will test you. This game will test you. So, is it a family friendly environment? I mean, I heard you say that there's kids activities there. Yeah, I mean it's it's a paintball event. I mean it's it's a lot more family friendly than than other games. There's there's a policy for not walking around drinking alcohol. There's there's you know there's no strippers, no you know nothing nothing like that. Uh, the the well, like unit parties are usually contained. Huh? I see fifty cal. So if you've got a fifty cal event, somebody's doing something for the little ones. Yeah, yeah, we got a, our actual on on uh, schedule event is Friday, I believe. But we'll be doing it throughout the week. I've, I've got people that are there, uh, and Valken has helped out with that, and we're going to do it throughout the week. Well, that's pretty awesome. Can we check in with you during the week? Well, maybe on Thursday. Uh, yeah, actually, if you have me on if you have me on Facebook, I'll be doing a lot of live feeds from the event. If I have you on Facebook, maybe we should take a step back, Andy, and become Facebook friends. 
No. <laughs> no, no, I will. Andy Warford at Facebook, uh, whatever it is, uh, add me. Uh, we'll be doing a lot of live feeds. We will try to share out your live feed as well because um, I'm super excited about this. I Again, I'm sitting here with my mouth open. I, I can't believe that I am so late to this party. Especially as often as we talk. Like, I just have to go there. Um, thank you for assuming I knew what it was. I guess I did hit interested. I love you, Pauline. Yeah, I love you, too, Matt. I mean, <laughs> it's okay. You I can't take me anymore. Pauline? I know, right? He's mine. <laughs> you can hold Matt. I'll be there right now. My undying love as my wife, I promise. So we were going to do some trivia tonight, but I'm off of Facebook Live, so I kind of feel like it's not fair to everyone, but I will go ahead and do one for the two of them now. Um, I know that you are out watching. We'll see if you guys are paying attention. If anybody knows, I bet that uh, Matt knows, but I guess this will come down to... Matt and Andy, I don't think that Sharon, who else is online? Josie, we'll see if you were paying attention today. I was on Instagram today reminding our Instagram viewers that we were only going to be on Facebook Live tonight. And does anybody know where I was and what we were doing or who I was with and what we were doing earlier today? Where that Instagram came from. Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a picture of this group. There, uh, I know you're asking a question, but I'm gonna take a picture of this group. Hold on, and then send it to you. Okay. Uh oh. I know that Matt I'm, knows because I texted with him to say where I was going back from, but we'll see if he's paying attention. I am going to post that out on our. Facebook page too. My son wants to come on next week to talk about it. I am staring at my phone like somebody might stare at a pot of water as it is boiling, waiting for this picture to come through. Next thing I'm going to find out that he wasn't even sending it to my phone. It's supposed to go to like Facebook or Messenger or something. Okay. Pockets, are you still with us? Yes. Hi, how are you tonight? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's been a fun night. We've had lots of people talking about some really good games, huh? Yeah, it's been fun. So, as you heard me telling everyone before, and I will keep on bragging on you. I thought that you were so awesome when you did your plug for Legacy Adventure Park last week that I thought that you should be doing plugs every week for different paintball events, different paintball products that are out there, uh, teams, something that kind of excites you or you want everyone to know about. So I don't know. What do you think of the name Plugs with Pockets? You can come up with a different I like it. You do? I'm. If you like so good. 
Awesome. Then we're going to keep it as plugs with pockets. And do you have anybody that we are plugging this week? Um, There were, well, first off, Zach, our ref. I do not remember his last name, and I apologize. But he was one of the, or actually, no, he's not a ref. He's a photographer at, um, girl, what was the name of that game? We appreciate him. Zach Arbuckle. We just want to make sure yes. that he gets it because he's just an amazing human being. And we, the Fox's Den bounty huggers were going after him often because we appreciate him. I actually want to do, for next week's show, I would like to do a show for photographers, and I want to have Zach come on the call next week. Yay! So, we should interview him. Yes, yes, that's the uh, hope. So tomorrow morning I'm going can to meet Can we in person interview him? For sure. Nice. Right. Yes! So then we have our... that you were going to send me and it hasn't come through yet 
Not sure if you guys are still on the call or not. I don't know what Andy's trying to send you. Uh, he said that there was going to be a picture what, of a group, you, but maybe it wasn't me he was sending. No, oh, he said that, but it might not have been me that he was talking to. I think that everything is about me sometimes. So. Uh, hey, uh, I'll give it to you. I'm, I'm having some difficulty, so. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, I guess welcome to Oklahoma. I have you have, hope you have an awesome week. I look forward to speaking with you while you're there. I was starting to we're ask a, earlier. We're either a good one. I'm, I'm actually in the suite at the uh, Indigo uh, whatever, <laughs> so I'm actually in the suite of it. So uh, I'm having yeah. a great time. Yeah. Wow. It's fun. I look very <laughs> forward to your live feed. Yep. And any information. Okay, I'm on my way. Uh, I gotta get off here. I gotta take care of my son. So uh, I will. Uh, I will see everybody sometime through the week here. I'll do some live feeds. Okay, sounds awesome. Thanks for calling in tonight, guys. Bye. And I would like to say thank you to everyone who called in tonight. It was great to have all of you. Uh, Marty, thank you for calling in and telling us all about your game at Hogwild. I can't wait to get out to Hogwild. Um, Short Bus Heroes, can't wait to talk about Roderick in the future. When we do our ref night, we will definitely have them out, uh, them on the call. Josh Stakeman, thank you for joining us tonight. Silver Fox, thanks for joining us and bringing Alexis. She is the queen mom of Fox's Den. Josie, are you still on the line with us, lady? I sure am. You're the greatest. So you've heard <laughs> people's opinions about things going on in other parks. I hope that it was something that you will um, take with you as you are building your park and as it's growing. I mean, it's here already, but just the feedback to hear about the players. Um, you get to kind of undercover boss it, and granted this isn't your field, but you can hear and know what the players are looking for. Right. So I can't wait to see how you all are doing, especially on a weekday. Yeah, I know. That's what that's going to be the real tester is, is weekdays. Mm-hmm. But look, the other parks that we're on all said that they're going to be open during the week too. And I know that especially with summertime, you know, I'm looking forward to – parks being open. I'm considering doing a paintball camp for my son and some of his friends, you know, going out there with them and teaching them some more of the basics and some of the mechanics of the game and spending a few hours out there each day with them. So Definitely. Yeah. Um, See, we even posted um this weekend we had a video of um two two girls um that were young young girls and uh they got to I mean they they got to shoot at their their own dad on the field and, and you know it's stuff like that 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 promotes the sport one gets younger players in there and then two you know like you said summer hours it lets other kids know hey you know I can go out and do this too and it the it makes it available for everybody I mean, yeah, the more accessible it is to people and the more things that there are for people to do, I think that's what I took away from it the most. And granted, I'm not a field owner, but if I were to have a field, I 
have always talked about things that I would put into it and, um, you know, all of these other things for the kids to be doing that aren't playing paintball. So I think that's pretty neat. Do you guys have um, yep. a lounge area and a pro shop? Tell us, I mean, we now oh, yeah. the field is open. We, <laughs> we actually went and got a 72-inch big screen TV and hung it up um, from the ceiling and got a couch in there with a PlayStation and some video games and stuff like that that are, you know, we've got uh, some different racing games, um, like uh, different fighting games uh, as far as, like, war games. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, for for kids that are having downtime, while another Please, group is out on the field, they can sit there. Huh? I said play three hundred feet per second for them. Exactly. It's a, it's a move by <laughs> Durger. Yep. So it gives them something to kind of do while they're waiting for their next um, go on the field. So you know they're always doing something. Uh, it's it's cool. It's nice. And then we also I think we that's... also put um, well we're in the process of building a play structure um, for the little little kids um, that come out with like their parents because their older siblings are playing. Then we have a play structure for the the little kids um, so that way they can do something too while they're there. I think that's awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. Um... So, yeah, we'd, we're, yeah, we're trying to make it as family-friendly as possible, you know, so that way the whole family can come out and everybody has something that they can do. That's so important, and it's definitely going to help uh, grow the sport when people can come play, have their kids have a safe place to run around and be. So way to go. I'm super excited about it. <laughs> I can't wait to come out and get to play. That's, that's going to be fun. I can't wait either. So the sooner the better, because yeah, I'm really super, I'm really excited for you to come out. It'll be a a good time. We've got, well, stay on the line with us for a second. We've got Matt back on the line with us. Matt, any highlights from that you want to talk about that you know are coming up this week? Anything you're looking forward to at D-Day? Uh, absolutely not. We're uh, we're actually getting ready to go play and uh, rest all week weekend long. Um, we're going to work our asses off to be a good ref. Well, you guys the best ever. Can you hear me? Well, I can hear you. Okay. Well, we're we're literally resting this whole weekend or this whole week, um, and then Trevor and I are going to play on Saturday, but uh, Andy's going to be resting the whole week. He's dedicated his life to resting, so um, it, it's just going to be really awesome. Um, that, that's all I can say about it. It's going to be really, really awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear about it throughout the week, for real. Um, well, like, I think it's it's going to be awesome. <laughs> it, it, like, I mean, like, you have the best two refs in paintball. <laughs> ref, 
well, we're going to go to the pool. Um, I love you guys. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you later, okay? Love you, yeah. too. Have a fantastic night. I'll talk to you in the next couple of days. Hey, All right, hey, sounds good. What? We can do a lethal weapon right out your window, right into the freezer. No, 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 we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hey, Felina, I, I love you to death. Take care of yourself. We're we're gonna ref all week long. And uh, bye, bye, guys. Much love. I'll speak to you guys soon. Have the best time tonight. I want to give a couple more shout outs and thank yous, John from Legacy Adventure Park. Um, Kristen and Pockets, thank you for joining us and for taking part in the show and especially for helping to um, send me callers and stuff tonight. They have been instrumental in helping to run the boards, especially when I needed to drop off of the board for a little bit, but I found out that if I use the app on my iPad, we can have multiple people on the screen for Facebook. So I can't wait and to practice that. So we will practice this week so we can have more people on the line next week. I'm loving it. The kids who are on, um, who are running the board changed the board names to your favorite daughter and your wife. So I'm not sure if that's Kristen saying my favorite daughter, <laughs> if that's Pocket saying my favorite daughter, if that's Bethany. Hey, you all could get in a lot of trouble there with Kathleen. So I- I'm not even going to go. Uh, is it my Pocket? No, it's Kristen. <laughs> you all are going to start a war. I know, but they're all together, so I don't know who's playing with all this stuff. But my oh, mom no, says, you well, are funny. I'm going to start reading these um, during the show. I hope that they'll be changing. So I have to tell you all that I decided that we were going to go two hours tonight. And as I had made that decision, we are 11 minutes away from three hours. So thank you to everyone who has called in and who has helped to make the show what it is tonight. Thank you to my peanut gallery this evening. And um, we are going to do some trivia during the week. So make sure you check out the Instagram feed that I put out today at Queen Paintball Assassin. But again, thank you to everybody who joined us this week. I am sorry for the Facebook issues. I think it's something with my computer, so I'm going to try it with my iPad next week. And have a really awesome week, Matt and Andy and everybody who is at D-Day in Oklahoma. Of course, I want to give a shout-out to our sponsors, Modern Day Pirates and Waltz Paintball Merchandise and Apparel. And anybody who's interested in sponsoring our show, we look forward to speaking with you. We got some calls for it last week, so lots of good things fixing to come your way. Sharon, you have any news that you want to wrap us up with or any of the kids have any closing thoughts? Pretty much covered anything. Any closing thoughts, guys? I'm your favorite. Who said that? Now there's a fight breaking out. I I knew that would. I'm not picking a favorite. I don't have a favorite. I love you all, except for my favorite, who I love the most. 
but I don't have a favorite that I can tell you. And that's what happens when all of your daughters start fighting together, Sharon. I don't envy that, though, at times. I so do. I love it. You and all of your girls. So, too. Yes. Andy and Matt, love you to death. I hope you're safe. (laughs) Andy Walford and Matt Stoddardly, love you to death. And I hope you guys have a great weekend. Um. This is where I thought that it was just a game. I love you guys to death, too, and I am safe. I am at my house in Miami with my son and my friends and my family, and I am good. And I hope that you guys have a fantastic week at D-Day along with all of the players who are out there. Make sure you guys stay hydrated and stay safe, especially stay hydrated. Um, I think it's supposed to be like two waters to every beer or something especially if it's 105 Oklahoma degrees. Josie, I can't wait to talk to you during the week. I've got lots of designs coming for you. I think we've got everything finalized. So even the people who it's printing with, so lots of good stuff coming out for everyone. Yeah. Um, And so I wish everybody a fantastic week. And until next time. (laughs) 